You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbings and Matt Smith. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 135 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and... I'm not in the kitchen studio this week. We're actually in the conservatory studio, and sitting next to me is my co-host, Matt Smith. Hello, hello. We haven't been here for ages, have we? I know. We, we haven't right. been in the kitchen studio. You not stole the, the equipment. You I stole did. the studio. I did. It's because you were on holiday. I took oh. full advantage, took all the equipment home. You did. Um, and then uh, attempted to mend the broadcast tower because I had a few problems last week. That's mm. not worked, as those who are watching live will well know uh, that things are not <laughs> going according to plan on the broadcast tower. But never mind. We're going to soldier on regardless. And there's a very good reason for that because there is. Our, our, my studio is full of uh, virtual guests. Virtual uh, guests. We the have. best way to say that. So, <laughs> Joining us uh, this week, we have not one, not two, but three guests via Skype. And uh, <laughs> Pip's trying to put me off. Yes, yeah, so that's uh, going so, very uh, well. <laughs> so uh, we're going we're gonna, to uh, introduce our first guest uh, on the show this week. He is the safe jet legend and, uh, well, everyone knows him. He's our, he's our favorite uh, segment producer. It's Pilot Pip. Good evening, everyone. Hello, Pip. Gosh, it's been a hard day's night already, hasn't it? <laughs> it really has. It yes. certainly has. <laughs> We're only twenty-five <laughs> minutes late. Uh, nothing unusual. So, welcome, there. welcome to you, <laughs> Pip. Uh, you, you're on. You, you. you are on standby, I think, aren't you? In Luton, you said earlier. I am on airport standby, which is a little bit unusual for me, at uh, the gorgeous Luton Airport. Oh, so right. I might just possibly get called out any time within the next okay. hour or so, right. but okay. I don't think so. <laughs> and our second guest on the show this week is the king of Royal Jet. Oh. The man, the, well, he, he's just a top man all round, he really. Is, yeah. So welcome onto the show, Captain Al. Uh, a very good evening, a good morning, and a good afternoon, wherever you happen to be. And uh, once again, thank you very much for the invite. Uh, a pleasure, very a good, pleasure. Very good. And uh, where, whereabouts? Uh, poor old Matt's been working um, very hard in the background, but we're all together now, so yes. uh, well done for getting all the tech together. Yeah, yeah, we just we just got to hope it all holds up. Fingers crossed, everyone. So, Al, where are you in the, uh, in the world of England at the moment, then? Uh, well, I'm right in the middle of it, pretty much. Uh, I mean, um, well, it's gone dark now, but it was sunny Birmingham earlier. Uh, mm. I completed a standby earlier on, so I managed to get some shopping in whilst I was on standby. Uh, had a little snack, and uh, now I'm doing this. So, yeah, I'm at the uh, Hilton Metropole NEC, right by Birmingham Airport. Uh, happens to be one of my favourite UK crew hotels, actually. Oh, they're they're the a Hilton. very nice bunch, and they look after me well. Nothing but the and best for the king. Every sort of <laughs> podcaster and podcaster guest nightmare is is cable, so they very kindly lent me an extension lead for all of the, the pluggery that's been <laughs> necessary for this. I love very it. Very good. I like it. So, our third guest on the show this week, well, (sighs) do you know what, I'm I'm coming all over Goosebumbly. Yeah, indeed. I can't believe this is actually happening. Our third (laughs) guest on the show this week is... uh, Don't let me down now. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Is someone that everyone in the uh, podcasting uh, world will know. He is an absolute legend of, uh, of anything to do with podcasting. He's the host of the APG show, the Airline Pilot Guy show. So welcome on to PTUK, the amazing Captain Jeff. 
Well, hello, and uh, it's great to be here. It's so great to have all these aviation podcasters come together. Um, it's I, I just can't wait for this show. It's going to be great. <laughs> I can. <Sorry. laughs> so, Jeff, where, where, are, where are you uh, basing yourself this evening? Or this I afternoon? am in my home studio, the uh, APG headquarters building, Studio One. Um, oh, studio I've been on one. vacation this week, so... Um, <laughs> I've been uh, I, I, I'm here. I've been here all week, and uh, it's it's been great to have some time off. Excellent, oh, excellent. Oh, I'm glad to see as well, Jeff, that you're wearing the appropriate T-shirt for the show <laughs> yeah. tonight. I couldn't find it. I think I um, my wife threw it away. Oh, it was no. in the trash bin. <laughs> but, uh, I, That's all right. It's, no, it's, it's, it's the same. It's the same thing with with Pip. Pip's been using his to go out the bathroom with, haven't you, Pip? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and just remind everyone, um, what have I been using mine for? Uh, uh, oh, oh, no. <laughs> We're in trouble. I'm going to send him a gold yeah, one. I, yeah, I think we should. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Gold-plated one. So, yes, so uh, we'll do, we're going to do a little bit of housekeeping then, boys and girls. This epi is episode number 135. It is now half past seven in the evening on Friday, <laughs> the 21st of October. And... Um, I won't lie, I'm a little bit scared. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and I would be very scared if I was you. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes. A huge thank you to everyone in the chat room this evening for joining it us. All so the afternoon, full. all the morning, yeah. wherever, wherever the time is where you are. The chat room's filling up or filled up really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, too many names to mention. All the usual suspects in the chat room tonight, though, including uh, Andrew Wilson. I uh, haven't seen that name in there before, Matt. Andrew Wilson. Yeah, that's a new one. Might be a Patreon. Patreon. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, all uh, well, we've got we've got people all around the world we listening have. in yeah. this evening. I tell you, they've all come here, Jeff. That's well, what it they, is. They're not here for us. They're not here under any us. illusions at all. No it's one's the, here. For, they're all it, here. No, to it's because his show. Well, well so, the chat room's definitely getting better. Is it why have you just signed in? Is that where you're going with this? Yes, that's right. right. Oh, okay. right. <laughs> just just checking. It's just moved on another level. <laughs> it has. It has. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> so they're all here because the the APG show is so ridiculously busy that nobody can get get a word in edgeways, especially yeah. especially when you've got Miami Rick on. But oh, uh, no. No, that's <laughs> and and I, and I must just say as well, Jeff, you, you did you didn't do just one show. You done two shows this week. I know. Well, sort of. They all combined together to make one. <laughs> that must be some epic editing you have to do, yeah, uh, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't I just slap it together. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah right. So, yes, well, I think we, I think we should kick off with some news, don't you, Matt? Yeah, that's it, what she said. Oh, oh. <laughs> somebody brought their soundboard. We've left we've left Jeff in charge of the soundboard. Yeah, I think we should. <laughs> absolutely yes. So we've got we've got some uh, aviation news. We've got some military based news. We have. We've got a couple of audio uh, feedbacks <sighs> to to play. But and and silence Matt, Matt, now. Matt, yeah. Matt, we've haven't we got some special video that some listener has yeah, sent we in? Have. Just we've got, Jeff. Yeah, we have. We've <gasps> got uh, so we've got some listener feedback from two people. One wow. from, uh, well, in fact, I, I won't say who they are. No, we'll, no, we'll, no, we'll just play them as surprise a nice surprise later. But yeah. uh, yes, yeah, so we're, anyway, I think we should do uh, we should do some um, some stuff. So we're going to start the show then. <laughs> well, just before we do the okay. news, just before we do the news, oh. um, some of the uh, Plain Talking UK viewers might uh, be viewers and listeners of uh, Jeff's show. I mean, I know he's kind of got a small sort of listenership and viewership. <laughs> yeah. And I had to give him a little bit of an exclusive earlier on in the year with uh, Steph and I doing the, the Chicken Nugget oh, Challenge. Oh, yes. So I do feel a little bit unkind and unfair that I haven't given Plain Talking UK an exclusive. So I'm, I thought this oh, evening no. it might be 
the ideal opportunity to do what I believe will be an aviation podcasting first. Oh no! Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I thought. Get ready to hit the I would the test out the facilities here uh, uh, oh. and order room service and see if it arrives during the duration of the show. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh no! So what? I'm going to order some room service now. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and we'll see how it goes. Right. Okay. Brilliant. Excellent. I haven't, Excellent. I haven't pre-planned this. Shall, this could go horribly wrong. Shall we? Shall we? As it is already. <laughs> Are we ready? Let's. <laughs> I should just stress to everyone, don't panic. Uh, the show will go on for as long as it needs to. I have bought some extra bandwidth on our server for this evening's main event, just in case. Um, here he's, he's ringing. He's he is ringing. Just, just while he's ordering his room service, oh, no. I'll point out that mine has already arrived. Oh. This is one of our is standard that, is that space food? Yeah. I've got a nice chicken salad. That's like NASA. Space yeah, sh show, show it up to the, the camera again, Pip, sorry. Oh, that's... Ah, uh, look oh, at this. It's even got a banana it's in the bottom. Oh, thing. hello there. A very some good evening. Cake. I was wondering if I could order some room service, please, to 4002. <laughs> What's going on? Yep. Um, could I have some ice cream, please? <laughs> we, we, we've lost... Oh, it's all uh, too much. I yeah, just some ice cream. Uh, a couple of uh, things of ice cream. Well, now we all have his room... No, no, that, that'll be it. That's, that's that fine, thanks. ...and order all kinds of stuff. Yeah, well, that's true. 20 yeah. minutes? Okay, that's perfect. Thanks very much. <laughs> Bye -bye I now. should have known better to be on the show. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I, okay, that's organised. So uh, on with the news then. Right. Yes, yeah, so I, th I think it's safe to say. I think I've officially lost control of this this particular show. So we. Right. Uh, can, can we do? Can we do some aviation news now, what, boys what was and that, girls? Al, the, the Hilton Metropole Hotel Room Four Zero Two Two. Right. Domino's Pizza. Here I come. Oh no! Oh, no. He'll only be oh. to be bombarded. Oh. I'd like to remind everyone we're doing an aviation-related show this evening, if at all possible. Well, this is, I mean, part and part of being an airline pilot is living in a hotel, room service, right. having to deal with the, the trials and tribulations of plugging everything in, okay. finding a socket near your bed to put your phone charger in, all right. these sort of things. Okay. So you're getting a true, you know, eye-on-the-wall kind of experience here. Right. Hello, okay. is that the... Is that the Sun newspaper? <laughs> Hello, yeah. Um, just to let you know that uh, there's a hotel... Um, oh, in, uh, I've lost control. With, uh, I've no, actually lost control. <laughs> <laughs> I can't cope. Can we do some aviation news, okay. please, boys and tell girls? Tell me why, Matt. Tell me why. Uh, uh, I can't tell you why. I, I've just lost control. <laughs> right, uh, okay, right. Uh, let's, let's I mean, it could have been worse. I could have ordered wild honey pie. <laughs> Right. I, 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 I think that uh, somebody needs to hold Carl uh, Carlos's hand. Yeah, yeah. I want to hold your hand. Man. <laughs> I want to hold your hand. Yeah, all right, enough with the PRS stuff, please, boys and girls. All right, right okay. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I can't find So the... on with the news, then. Yeah, all right, let's do this, right. shall we? Um, Here we go. So on, we... let's crack on. <laughs> <laughs> Help. <laughs> Help <Right>. me. <laughs> we are going to start the Help. show, <laughs> as we do each week, with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world. And the UK. So, if you're ready, Matt. Do I look like I'm ready? I Seriously. <laughs> and if you're ready, Pip. Uh, okay, brilliant. And if you're ready, Al. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, born ready. Born ready, bo boys. Bo born and ready. if you're ready, Jeff. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go. Okay, let's go. So, 
kicking off this week's first news story on the express.co.uk Where is Al's ice website. cream? I want to know where his ice cream is now. I can't, I can't sleep until I know. The <laughs> headline is, the world's best airline starts charging fees for economy seat selection. Ooh. So picking your seats in advance is a luxury you'll have to pay for with Emirates. Uh, the airline is going to start to charge passengers in economy to, uh, to well, reserve their seats. Uh, the special and save affairs in the economy class have been hit with the fee, which varies depending on flight duration. Um, it's the fourth time a Middle Eastern carrier airline has taken uh, the top spot in the uh, in the top ten list. I mean, we covered this top ten list a few weeks back, actually. The we did, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's another airline that's going to be starting to uh, to add fees to reserve seats uh, on its economy routes. Uh, but the highly regarded carrier has angered some of its customers with its new rule, which came into effect on October the 3rd. One Twitter user reacted to the change, commenting, because their tickets aren't pricey enough. Another shared yet another way to reach deeper into passengers' wallets. Hashtag ripoff. Oh, no. Uh, but passengers can still select their seats for free if they do so in the 48-hour check-in period before the flight. A spokesperson for Emirates said that Emirates can confirm the introduction of a minimal charge for those looking to select their economy class seat in advance for tickets issued on or after the October the 3rd date of this year. The charge is only applicable on special and save affairs in economy class and will vary depending on the duration of the flight. Uh, children below the age of two and accompanying passengers on the same booking will be exempt from the fee. This charge is also non-applicable once uh, online check-in opens, which is 48 hours before the flight departure. At this stage, seat selection is free. Express.co.uk has contacted Emirates for a comment. The Dubai-based carrier isn't the first airline to introduce charges for seat reservation. Many budget airlines have, have adopted the policy, including Ryanair and EasyJet. Uh, the, a vlogger recently filmed uh, his entire flight on an Emirates plane after being upgraded to first class for free. The sky-high ride from Dubai to New York was worth £16,000. Casey <laughs> Neistat has, had, uh, had his own pod complete with sliding door for privacy. Uh, he could order what he wanted from around the clock from gourmet food uh, service and had a hot shower before landing. Well, lucky him. Well, I mean, but this is quite commonplace with a lot of low-cost carriers, isn't it? Where, where you, if, you, if you want to pick where you want to sit, then you have to pay extra for it. In fact, actually, to be fair, even with British Airways, don't, you don't necessarily get to sit next to your, your wife unless you... No, I mean, like we had this uh, last week uh, with uh, flying back from BA. That's not always a problem. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd pay for that. Yeah. Oh, here we go. The, the seats, the seats that I pre-booked like, to fly home on Sunday mm. uh, should have cost sixty-four quid. Right. Um, but because I waited until twenty-four hours, as you know, for yep. the last yeah, show yeah, yeah. before the check-in, or then the check-in opened uh, twenty-four hours before I got those seats for free. Mm. But we still got those seats and didn't pay anything for them. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's something I think is, is that why you were on a countdown timer to the absolute moment it where it was. flicked over from sixty four to free? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. 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 So got well, I, well, I was actually where you can. I was hoping that, <laughs> that I was hoping that because Neville uh, Bounds had, had had got my booking information. Uh, um, I, hope, I was hoping that Ned was going to sort of uh, bump us into first class oh, using, really? using his, uh, right. his Avios points. Oh, oh, right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, do do uh, do Acme Air do uh, do anything similar to this, Jeff? I have no idea. Oh, Jeff doesn't fly an economy. <laughs> no, I don't uh, have anything to do with all the ticket stuff and oh, right. booking and <laughs> you just, reservations. You just fly the plane. Kind of Jeff <laughs> sits in the best seat in the house. Well, there is that. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. 
Oh, he's he's, an, he's actually when you think about it, Jeff's in front of first class. He's well, yes. beyond first class. <laughs> yes, beyond first class. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, I don't think it's the way forward. I'm uh, guessing. Do I, the uh, seats fully recline on the Mad Dog, Jeff? Uh, you mean like uh, the uh, lie flat kind of seats? <laughs> yeah, on, on the flight deck. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, of course. You know, we got to take a nap. Okay. No, no just they, don't, uh, they don't fully recline. <laughs> Oh dear. Of course, Pip has no I, I mean, like this. My, my friends who are on the, the Boeing 737 tell me that there's a little bit of a hierarchy system in that the first officer's seat doesn't recline as far as the captain's seat, which has caused the odd sort of CRM issue in the Ooh, past. No. <laughs> hmm. Pip flies, Pip flies posh no, planes, so he doesn't have to worry about this. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's not Do you have listening. seats on your thing, Pip? <laughs> no, we just sit on a stool. <laughs> Launchers. We're lucky. I normally sit on a spike. Right. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's through choice, isn't it? Uh, stop it. Family show. Oh, that's nothing Who's to do with mine. I reckon no, Pip, no. Pip has one of those bouncing things. You know, we used to have as a child. Ever what are they call those? The, the space hoppers. Oh, space hopper. Yeah, Pip has one of those on the flight deck. <laughs> I would love that. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. So can we stop? Can we stop no. being rude to Pip, please, boys and girls? Let's well, we love him. We love yes. him. Stop being rude to Pip. Yeah, right, absolutely. So, Why? Because <laughs> we haven't been rude to Al in at least no. a minute. No, indeed. <laughs> no, that's a good point. Yes. And we're just not going to be rude to Jeff at all no, because no, he's royalty. Oh, I'm sure it's coming. No, 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 of course not. <laughs> so moving hey, on. Carlos, listen. Yes, yes, In all Pip. seriousness, what, yes. what did you think of um, the BA service last week? It was your first time with BA, wasn't it? It was my first time flying with BA. And uh, I have what to say, think? Right, the, the cabin crew were fantastic, very attentive, very polite. Uh, the food service was very good the quality did of the this food have was anything good. to do with the fact that they knew you were media though it may have had something to do a little bit with that um the, the champagne did you really tell them stuff. that you were <laughs> yeah um, i mean media is a is a stretch let's be uh, honest I mean, <laughs> um, but no in all in all seriousness though with that they, they the, the crew were really good i, I mean they, they the guys let me on the flight deck uh, had a couple of flight deck visits and stuff on the way out and the way back um, the guys were obligated to let you on the flight deck you mean um, I, <laughs> they had yeah. a memo <laughs> yeah, yeah they'd, they'd had some paperwork um, and uh, uh, uh no it, it, it was good it was good I mean, their ife is not quite as good as emirates i think you know the 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 selection of stuff that you can watch is not quite as good but the system's really good the quality of the screens is good um all in all it was really nice and i and i was saying to al before we start the show um after a nine and three quarter hour flight uh, via abu dhabi we got to muscat and oman and i have to say i did honestly feel a lot lot better uh, getting off uh, after that length of flight. Uh, so obviously the lower cabin altitude obviously does uh, help with uh, with everything. So good. Poppycock, tell the real reason as to why you felt refreshed, Carlos. <laughs> and why, why would that be then? I don't know. Go on. Wait, wait. Because something about popping off. I gave <laughs> you a very good hotel tip, didn't I, oh. for your night in oh, Heathrow. Yeah. Okay. So, so, you know, unlike the normal DOS houses that you normally, you know, <laughs> live in before you go on your flight, you actually stayed in somewhere that's comfortable and elegant. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did have a a, a recommendation for a pre-flight hotel at Heathrow okay. from Captain Al uh, at the uh, the Premier Inn, mm -hmm. uh, and it was very, very good. So, a big uh, uh, hats off and thank you to Captain Al for uh, giving oh, us that tip. Don't, don't. Yeah, if you mention Premier Inn a few more times, like Hilton, we'll probably get some freebies. <laughs> Anyway, moving on oh. to the deck. Did, did I mention I was in the Hilton? Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
You, you made a very premier in job of that. Well done. Oh, no. So, uh, so moving on to the next story, uh, Captain Jeff, this one is all for you. Oh, please, some normality. I'm so happy. Uh, I'll try to lend some professionalism <laughs> thank you, here. Thank you very here we much. Go. I doubt it will work. <laughs> it will. It uh, will. This is from uh, mynewsla.com. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> mynewsla.com. There we go. Um, airline you love to hate. Wow. Iceland. Adds flights from LAX. Super low cost, but much derided. Wow. Airlines. That's W-O-W. The Icelandic discount transatlantic carrier announced Wednesday it will, it will boost the number of flights to daily operations from Los Angeles and San Francisco International Airports to Keflavik International Airport. A few fares from Los Angeles and San Francisco to Reykjavik will begin as low as $99 one way, according to the airline. Travelers can purchase tickets with a one-hour stopover in Iceland, allowing them to continue their trip to one of WOW Air's 31 European destinations. Despite those rock-bottom advertised prices, rates can be far higher for many flights. In addition, travelers complain of numerous add-on charges, including checked bags, overweight bags, seat assignments, and more. The Los Angeles Times recently carried a story on the quality of discount airlines operating out of LAX, and wow, was the worst, given a D-minus grade. And I guess now we can all say, wow, they really suck. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yes, that, that's, that seems fair. I, you do feel obliged, though, don't you? Every, every, time, every time you sort of see, well, in our case, when you see wow air, you just feel obliged to, wow, yeah. <laughs> no, well, it's me. all capitalized. Okay. It's just, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have an, an exclamation point. No, but, but it might as well. I feel I think. like there should yeah. be one. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely missing some key grammar there. I think. Yeah. But we have to remember that if you turn it upside down, what do you have? Mum. Mum. Yeah. Mum. 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 That's a good point. Mom. That's a very, a very good yeah. point. Yeah, it's a very good point. Yeah, I, I don't want to see. I, I'd rather they just, you know, like up, reverse the the graphics rather than rather actually than turn the aircraft. Yeah, the aircraft. Yeah. Yeah. That's maybe not the way the way forward. But just just for yeah. Cap now, though, that is the the photo on the news story is uh, is an Airbus. So um, you know, he's he's got to be happy about that. Okay. Oh, excellent! Well done. Well, I mean, it's a fine machine, isn't it? I was gonna I was nice. gonna put it up, but you moved it. So you know. oh, sorry. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Thank we'll you put that put that back on the screen. There we are. Just in case somebody, in case anybody out there doesn't know what an Airbus looks like, and they don't, I mean, if they if they don't <laughs> which know which particular the, Airbus is it? If they don't know what the wow come looks on, like, come uh, on. That which is, particular uh, one is it? That's a three hundred and twenty. Is it? Yeah, okay. it is. Yeah. 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 See, it, well, <laughs> and they operate uh, the three thirty three hundred out of uh, LAX. Oh, you see, this this man knows. You in see. defense of Wow Airlines, uh, I did have a. I've been looking for some flights to the states for next year as Al will know, for our special Disney trip. And I had a look at their website just yesterday, and actually they're considerably cheaper than anyone else. Their flights for four people um, with a stop in Keflavik were coming in at about a little over £2,000. So wow. Compared to Virgin and BA and others who were coming in at closer to four, you, know, you can't wow. argue with a £2,000 saving. No, you can't. And how much for an inside seat? <laughs> oh, that was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. I'd rather have the flight deck seat, but there we go. Um, right. So, uh, moving on into our next story. This yes. one is for Pilot Pip. Ah. No. And he's not ready. And he's, he's that's he's... great news. Okay. Right. Yes. <laughs> I am. I'm so ready. I was just. I need to really think about this. Why okay. am I doing this story? Surely this should be for Jeff. Well, yeah, he doesn't work for this airline at all. Oh, but a very oh, similar oh, airline. Like... <laughs> 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 
<laughs> this is oh. this is for you, Pip. This story. Oh. Please read it now. <laughs> okay. Have these stories been carefully selected? Yes. <laughs> there is in the order that there is. So, so if we were to change the order, it would be a problem, would it? Oh, it would no. be, yes. Why, where are we going with this? <laughs> so anyway, Pip, uh, the next story. Uh, it's okay. Is this is this the story about some airline called Delta? Yes, it, it would be. Oh, yeah. hang on, my room service is here. Oh, oh no. Oh, <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> oh, dear. That uh, was pretty quick. That was pretty quick, actually. Yeah, I will give you that. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, I'll give it here for you. Yeah. Perfect. That's for yet yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much. Cute. Oh, God. No. Get a number around. <laughs> What's actually What's going on here? It's okay. I've got a pen. What's actually going on here? I've right officially lost control. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we used to do a show about aviation, oh, no. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, we've got one of the biggest aviating podcasters in the entire world, and here we are <laughs> on episode 135 discussing room, room service. service. Good. Leave uh, her a good tip, Al. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see him write his phone number down there? there? Yeah, that's you have, so you have uh, three you types of ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the wafer? Uh, no, no, Demand a wafer. <laughs> oh, my Did, goodness. He got his 99. Well, I wasn't going to mention it because she seemed rather nice, but they've not put the proper discount on. They've only given part of the discount. Oh. Three scoops. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't know I, what's actually going on here. Uh, uh, there we are. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Um, carry on. Don't. 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 Don't let me disturb anything. Right. <laughs> so con <laughs> continue on. Yeah, surely um, this is a race to eat it, Al. Yeah. Oh no. 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 Um. Oh, it's very nice. It's it's Moven Pick ice cream. I remember now. <laughs> right. Good. I'll see uh, if I can get them in a few more times. See if I can get a free one next uh, time. Bo boys and girls, I'd like to discuss the slim possibility. Uh, of uh, maybe doing, uh, you know, an aviation-related show. I don't know if that would be too much trouble for anyone. Um, yeah, well, I mean, Pip, carry on. Don't <laughs> let me disturb you. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay, Pip. So I'm still trying to work out if I'm reading the right story. Is this the Delta story? Yes, yes. it is. Yes. Very much so, Pip. <laughs> What's carry on. going on? Oh. <laughs> right, quite please. Okay, yes, sorry. Yes, I, I'm completely silent. Right. <sighs> Delta unveils employee uniforms designed by some guy called Zach Posen. Posen? Never heard of him. Okay, good. <laughs> some Delta Airlines employees are using a less familiar runway to show off new uniforms created by fashion designer Zach Posen. Employee models took to a fashion runway to debut the clothing Wednesday on Facebook. Delta says the uniforms will be worn by more than 60,000 of its employees, from technicians to flight attendants. The company says the uniforms elevate the look and brand of Delta employees. Posen says in a statement from Delta, he worked alongside employees to understand how they interact with the clothes to create his designs. In addition, helming his own collection, Posen is working as creative director for Brooks Brothers liner... Oh, who cares about that? <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So there we go. Delta Airlines employees are now looking slightly more respectable 
than they did last time we saw them. I, I quite, I quite <laughs> like the They've purple. They've got trousers now. I quite like the purple. A, a, a step up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm liking the purple. I'm not sure if I'm, I like the uh, the color of the suit for the um, for the pilot there. I think that's the. the no, no, no. What, what's it's the general take uniform. on on trousers oh, for, uh, for ladies? Because okay. uh, uh, our ladies don't have trousers as an option. I mean, were we thinking it's good or bad? I th- I think uh, it doesn't really matter, does it? Does it really matter? No, I don't. I don't. It's quite smart. I think it's definitely yeah, smart. Yeah, I think uniform. so. Yeah, I just pop the picture back. As I say, if, you, if you're watching live on YouTube, you can see the the picture now. Liz, I, I, Liz I, I, presume the, I presume the suit the suited gentleman behind is that that's also cabin crew. Yeah, I he, presume, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, Jeff, Jeff Jones. Mm. Um, yeah. uh, um, Liz Piper has put in the chat room that uh, this this attire is more appropriate for Royal Jet. Oh, oh, well, being mm. the purple, mm-hmm. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that yeah. would work. Yeah. Well, I was just wondering whether it being a uniform for for Delta and Delta having some, well, what should we say, slightly older uh, cabin crew members. Is there like a uh, sort of like a, an attachment for the Zimmer frame so that it oh. doesn't clash too much with the uniform? <laughs> My goodness me. I think they do have some purple walkers that go along oh. with the uh, <laughs> uniform as well. It's, they look very sharp. Right, good. Uh, yes, uh, and, and in so case anybody was wondering what that noise as well for them. <laughs> I'm going to gloss over that and move on. Uh, the, in case anybody was wondering, yes, Captain Al really is eating ice cream live on episode 135. And uh, <laughs> just while you're eating the ice cream there, Captain Al, the next story is all for Not you. Not just any old ice cream, it's a Moven pick ice cream. Good. Hang, on, we hang we... on, you can't move on to the next story. We've got to ask Jeff what he oh, thinks okay. of that uniform. Okay. Although he doesn't work well, for Delta, but I'm sure he's got an opinion. Right. I mean, I, I have a lot of friends who worked for Delta, and good, uh, good. one of the pilots there, I know very, very well, okay. uh, he says, meh, oh. you know, it's, I, I don't know, I don't think they look that great. I don't know why they chose purple, and it's not in the airline's colors at all. I don't know. doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I, I, I presume, presumably pilots the, um, a... the, the color purple, apparently, is a very, very popular color, and um, some years ago, um, uh, an airline that I'm kind of familiar with, uh, decided that uh, purple, from a marketing point of view and a, uh, a psychological effect, is, is one of the best colours to go for. That might be a reason. Oh, They've had a load of marketing is. people involved. Um, yeah, but I know that uh, this friend of mine, good friend of mine, uh, told me that the pilot uniforms will not be changed. That's uh, when they make all these changes for all the other employees at this airline, um, they never change the pilot's uniforms, which I think look pretty nice they're very classic yeah yeah now i've seen you in your pilot uniform jeff and you look something very similar to idi amin on his birthday oh had lots of gold <laughs> braid and medals and all kinds of things do you know what, well thank you very much all you needed was the uh, the 1970s mercedes with the bulletproof glass did I mention something to you, Matt, about the trip that we had when we flew back on Sunday? Right. And I think I put this in the Twitter, in our uh, in our podcast Twitter um, message kind of um, thing between all us lot here okay. in, the, in the group. And the amount of pilots that I saw, including BA pilots, that were going through the airport when we flew back, who looked like Captain Nick. Oh, it really? Was like, 
it was like a clone system of Captain right. Nick's walking around <laughs> everywhere. Like every pilot I saw looked like Nick. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, he would probably what, Captain pro- Birdseye. You mean? Captain yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he would probably say that that you know that 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 there's nothing wrong with the that. scary thing and is, and the so world can't have a have enough Captain. The Nick's scary thing is that one of the Virgin pilots that we saw walking through uh, through the lounge looked exactly like Captain Nick but it wasn't obviously. It, right did you walk up to him and say no, excuse me I mean, if you've seen the Postman Pat movie then clearly there are Nick bots around <laughs> Postman Pat movie really if you haven't seen the movie I'm sorry you'll just have to go and watch it right okay. you know, I, I must admit right. I'm not familiar with the Postman I didn't even know there was a Postman Pat film wow anyway uh, movie... have you seen it <laughs> Moving back onto aviation, uh, look, men. Yes. Come on. In short. <laughs> and, uh, yes, in short. Okay. Captain Al, if you finish your ice cream, the next story on yeah, AEW yeah, Online is the, all yours. Yeah, I'm not sure washing it down with a glass of Merlot is the way forward, but anyway. <laughs> so, Al, carry on. Oh, oh is it me? Captain, it's you. Captain, yes. Captain Jeff, I am so sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's not normally this bad. I thought I was No, this four. is great. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> Oh, I'm exhausted. So, moving swiftly on, yeah. this story is yours. Uh, it's me, Al. then, is it? Uh, so, yes, yes. Uh. All right, okay. <laughs> um, here we go, then. Um, see, I am actually prepared. It's uh, from airport... Sorry, no, it's a transport world. Okay. It's the story about Iberia to introduce premium economy in 37 long-haul aircraft. I'm amazed that they don't have it already, actually, because, I mean, candidly, most other airlines have got premium economy for years. Anyway, I move on. Uh, Spanish flag carrier Iberia has detailed plans to roll out a new premium economy cabin across 37 of its long-haul aircraft starting from summer 2017. If you're wondering why I'm laughing, I'm regretting eating the ice cream so quickly <laughs> that there could be an unbroadcastable <laughs> moment any moment. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. uh, eight Airbus A330-300, a fantastic aeroplane, right, and 13 <laughs> A340-600, an equally fantastic aeroplane, will be upgraded in 2017-2018, and these will be joined by 16 factory-equipped A3500... Sorry, A350-900s, excuse me, from 2018, which is a beautiful, beautiful aeroplane. Premium Economy is an initiative included in our Plan de Fuerto, aimed at increasing revenues it will give economy passengers an additional option for greater comfort and extra services on long flights iberia executive chairman louis galliero said i beg your pardon sure it's something <laughs> along that line the uh, premium economy product will include 19 inch seat width now i've got no idea whether that's good or bad 37 inch legroom that's not bad an extra 40% seat recline. Well, that depends on what you've got to start off with, doesn't it? I mean, if you've only got zero, well, then a 40% increase isn't a lot. Uh, adjustable head and footrests and 13-inch seat back screens compared with 9 inches in the economy cabin. There's a joke there. I'll move swiftly on. <laughs> Other product features include an increased luggage allowance. Good. Priority boarding. Better. And disembarkation. So you're what, is that, is that mandatory? If you pay money, then. <laughs> yeah, I could say, is that, is that not mandatory? Do you not have to get off the plane at some point? <laughs> well, uh, well, I mean, seemingly that's that's an option of premium economy. Uh, I mean, that's exactly what it says. 
priority boarding and disembarkation. I mean, I'm presuming that, that, that <laughs> it's lost slightly in the translation. Anyway, upgraded <laughs> catering, noise-cancelling earphones, and an amenities <laughs> kit. Ah. The new cabins will initially be deployed on routes between Madrid and Buenos Aires, Bogota, Lima, and Chicago. Uh, Iberia said it would be the first airline to offer premium economy and direct flights between Spain and Latin America. Mm. <laughs> and I managed to make that. You did, absolutely. The ice cream is still on board, ladies and gentlemen. Great. Yeah, I, I was just looking, up some, <laughs> just looking up some facts on Ooh. Iberia, Al. And you'd be, mm -hmm. be very, very happy to know that Iberia operate a current all Airbus uh, fleet um, comprising of 319s, 320s, 321s. Um, 330s, 340s, and obviously the 350-900s, they've uh, got on order as well. Wow. Uh, they've also got some Neos, actually, some 320 Neos and 321 Neos on order. I know, I know what Neo stands for. What's New that? engine option. Well done. Get me. He's learning. I'm actually learning something, boys and girls, yes. And do you know what? Years ago, many moons ago, Iberia operated the Lockheed Super Constellation. Ooh, mm. that, that's, the a, that's, a, that's a solar system, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No? Okay, pushing I, I thought you could use that as a cheap opportunity to get the L-1011 in there, Carlos, to be <laughs> frankly. Um, <laughs> well, actually, I'm just looking through their, through their, their oh, the fleet. Let it be, Carlos, let it be. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, walk they, away, walk away they, from the TriStar I, reference. Iberia <laughs> operated um, some horrible aircraft which had the, um, the, the number two engine but that mounted, one of them. mounted on mounted on the on the tail fin in a, in a, in a horrible thing right uh, it was one of those dc thingies um DC, 10 things DC 10? Right. Yeah, okay. yeah yeah they, they right. had one of those things do we do we not like them then what's um, the matter with the, the dc 10? They're, they're kind of a uh, um, um, not very nice looking aircraft really okay uh, any specific reason because uh, they're not the tristar because uh, uh, they're not right okay right so all other aeroplanes are rubbish unless exactly. they're a tristar okay well my apologies well <laughs> speaking of airbuses oh hello Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh no. Hello. Somebody's been playing with their TV screen behind them. Uh, is, um, <laughs> is, that a, is that a photograph of my uh, of the TriStar van? It might be, owl? yes. It might, it's, might it's be. The Airbus van, yeah, yeah. The Airbus van. Okay. <laughs> oh, what's going on? Do you know, pride of, play, pride of place in the office back at home uh, in the PTUK headquarters is the photograph of uh, Captain Jeff in the TriStar van. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. He's actually on his wall at home. Yeah. I know. <laughs> nice. Pride of place. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'd forgotten Captain Jeff was here. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? I'm still here. Excellent. Help. Yay. <laughs> He's being held prisoner, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right, so moving swiftly on then oh, uh, right. to the next story. Okay. Uh, uh, regarding Is it aviation. going well so far? It's going swimmingly well. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yes. I, sorry, I'm only on my third heart attack. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> on the, uh, this is a new website. We haven't had this one before. The DW.com website. Made uh, for minds. Their headline. Made for lost minds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They've obviously been watching the show. Uh, <laughs> so the headline: Cockpit smoke prompts Lufthansa aircraft to land in eastern Canada. Uh, smoke in the cockpit prompted a Lufthansa crew to don oxygen masks and land in Newfoundland, Canada. The 747-400 air jumbo jet was on a flight from Frankfurt to Orlando with 345 passengers on board. Uh, the German news agency DPA. 
newspaper reported on Wednesday that the source of the smoke could not be identified after the landing. Lufthansa, like other airlines, recently banned the use of the new model of mobile phone, the Galaxy Note 7, on its flights after Samsung recalled several million of its devices uh, on fears that faulty batteries could catch fire. Lufthansa said the crew of 18 landed the airliner. Blimey, that's a lot of flight deck crew. A crew of 18 landed the airliner uh, at Gander. Lever each. Uh Uh, on Canada's east coast while wearing breathing masks. Due to smoke uh, in the cockpit, the crew decided to reroute the plane to Newfoundland and landed there safely, a spokesperson said. Uh, Tuesday's transatlantic flight LH-464 from Frankfurt was en route to Orlando in the southern state of Florida. Uh, DeWelt said emergency exits were not uh, activated and it quoted passengers as saying the pilots had kept them well briefed during the landing, described by Lufthansa as precautionary. A substitute aircraft was provided to forward passengers to their destinations, Lufthansa said. Uh, Lufthansa issued a pointed uh, Twitter message on Tuesday telling customers that Samsung uh, Note 7 smartphones were not permitted on any of their flights and please leave them at home. Uh, DPA said there were serious conflicts with passengers last week in the United States because they refused to leave their devices behind without uh, receiving substitutes. At German airports, Samsung had positioned employees to offer substitute devices to departing passengers. Now, um, uh, smoke in the cockpit. I mean, uh, I mean, we've got three very uh, uh, top-class pilots in the uh, in the hosting area this evening, and uh, I'm guessing that uh, this is this is obviously something that you guys. Well, would, I, I suppose would there like should have been four, but I guess you're excluding Pip, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't passed yet. You're lucky so I've I... got a mouthful of dinner, Al, because I'm very rude now. <laughs> uh, I haven't passed my. I haven't passed yet. I'm only half. Passed. I have something to say about this. Go on. Oh. Go go far away, Jeff. Okay. So at the beginning, you said uh, made for mines, and I said made for lost mines. Uh, the journalism here is just incredibly bad. Um, sorry, but uh, this was just a an uh, an issue with the one of the cockpit seats overheating and smoking, and uh. it was in the cockpit, and it had nothing to do with the Samsung Note Seven. But they just threw that in there for the heck of it, mm. um, it which is very confusing when you read this article. Mm. You kind of make the uh, conclusion that uh, this is what happened here, but it had nothing to do with a smartphone. It was a, a seat in the cockpit. If you look at the uh, incident on uh, the Aviation Herald, oh, yeah. you'll see that uh, that's what this whole thing was about. And they did a great job of diverting the airplane to Gander and all 18 of the pilots up front. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> there aren't 18 <laughs> pilots in the airplane landing. At, uh, oh. Where did they get these people that write these articles? I know. I know, uh, but at least... Is, is it at least the correct aircraft? Sorry, I'm, I was actually thinking <laughs> yeah. to say... They got the right picture of the right airplane. Well, hey. They have. I'm, I'm surprised. I know. Yeah, oh. absolutely. That, 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 that's that is a credit change. to the reporting. Yeah, though. absolutely. The correct well photograph well of the Well done, airline, ladies airline, and gentlemen. Yeah. Yes, okay, good. So, it, not not a great story then. Um. Actually, while, while <laughs> well, we're on the subject of smoke in in the uh, on the flight deck, uh, have any of you guys at all like, had uh, had an experience of having um, you know smoke on the uh, you know, having to don oxygen masks? I yep. have not. Um, I never hope to. No, no, no. Pip. Yes. <laughs> He's still eating. Go on, ask him a lengthy question. See how fast he can chew that and get it down. Get it down. Come on, boy. Come on, that's it. Get so, it Pip, so Pip, at ten past eight in the evening, like eating your tea. This is what it feels like. Oh, no. Oh, dear. 
That's the vodka going down there. Yeah, was it? <laughs> so, so you have Pip. Is that was that uh, in the in the Hawker? Yeah, I, I I think I told this one at um, the APG uh, meetup a few oh, yes, weeks back. Yes, he did. Uh, yeah, this is a few years ago, back on the old Beach 1900 turboprop. Uh, great aeroplane we had uh, just flying along out of um, Tirana, Albania. The aircraft suddenly filled with smoke. Uh, so your immediate action is always just to put the mask on and uh, and divert. But it's pretty scary stuff. You know, if there's smoke, you assume there's a fire somewhere. Well, yes, yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's fair. So it gets the heart rate going a bit. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I remember one of the... But, uh, like these guys, actually, we never really um, tracked the source of that down. Really? This is way before sang some Note 7, so I know it wasn't right. that. <laughs> so it definitely wasn't one of those, yeah. Although if this particular uh, mm. website had written it, no doubt it would have been mentioned in dispatches. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember one of the, like, the episodes of uh, Air Crash Investigation that I watched not too long back. That was um, the Swiss Air, the MD-11, that had uh, the <laughs> fire on board. Yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of things were learnt after that uh, particular uh, event. Um, certainly on the Airbus, the smoke uh, identification and removal checklists and the quick reference handbook were made a lot easier to work. The print was enlarged because one of the the areas that they discovered was that there's not a lot of point having small print uh, when you can't see for all of the smoke. So they, they made it in large print. Good point. <laughs> Isn't and that, Braille. Yeah, and Braille. Braille. Yes. Is the procedure then for, for that situation to, to get as low as possible? as quick as possible? Uh, well, the, the primary thing, for I think this will be for, for all aircraft types, is to, uh, uh, I mean, obviously, depending on what the, the severity of it is, is to identify the source. If you can identify the source, then you can make some fairly calculated decisions on, on what you're going to do. So, say, for example, if the smoke is just coming out of uh, one TV monitor in the cabin, then it may not be necessary to, you know, throw the aeroplane... Uh, you know, into an emergency descent and, and divert if you can just uh, isolate the source of smoke by turning the in-flight entertainment off and uh, that solves the problem, then then carry on. If it's an unidentifiable source, then there's a, there's a degree of fault finding, but a lot of it will depend on the severity. Uh, I mean, if people can't see in the cabin because the smoke is that bad, then you have to do something fundamental. Uh, mm. But if it's just a, a light bit of smoke in a very small area, then it may be possible to fault find before having to divert. Because of course, if you think about it, um, for long distance flights with ETOPS, you might be four hours away from the nearest airport. So diverting is a four hour exercise. Well, yes, that's true. It's, uh, it's not necessarily easy just to sort of stick it on the ground straight away, as you say. I'll tell you, one of the things I did notice on, on, the, on the BA flight we just had was that the, because um, obviously the, the cause of the Swiss Air incident was the, I think it was the IFE system, wasn't it, the entertainment system? It was, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things I noticed on, on our flight was with BA was that from the minute we got on board, um, you could use the IFE system. You could use, you could watch films, listen to really? music. Yeah, everything was, was running straight away um and i haven't know that with emirates it's not turned on till till they um you know just after they take off whether that's different with other airlines or not i don't know but. um yeah i mean it's it's a bit of a double-edged sword actually because if if you've got the in-flight entertainment system turned on during boarding the cabin crew will get plagued by people saying oh how do i do this how can i get this to work 
um, you know, this thumb's not started yet, or I'm pressing play, nothing's happening, which just slows down the boarding process. Um, when the 787 um, is a big aeroplane, so there's not too many people to get on and get off. Um, so that might be a factor apart from anything else. Yeah. Everyone's still here. Well, there's only, what, 250 people or something on the 7-8, isn't there? Yeah, we were, we were a full flight. We were going out anyway. Coming back, it wasn't quite so full. But um, no, that just that just surprised me. I saw that they were running the uh, running those systems, but uh, I mean, they looked fairly well because some of the seats you could see underneath where the units were. There was like little processor units underneath some of the seats that were flashing and blinking away. So, stream still holding well there, Matt. I think so. Yes, good, I'm good, happy. Good. Yes, I'm I'm less stressed than I was. Yes. Excellent. So moving on to the next story, <laughs> and uh, Jeff, Captain Jeff, this uh, next story is all for you. All right. Uh, this is from stuff.co.nz. Uh, did did he warn you, by the way, that he finds really, really wa random websites in which to find his news from? Well, you know, <laughs> you're you're looking for stuff to yeah. talk about, and why not go to stuff.co.nz? <laughs> well, yeah, Sounds good, good to me. Indeed. I thought it was a food website. I was very disappointed, actually. <laughs> they got all kinds of stuff on this. Um, the best seats on the plane, how to choose where to sit in economy class. Now, my recommendation would be in a seat. Okay. Let's see what the uh, article says. Uh, airline seating started off as an afterthought. Wicker armchairs were commonly used to seat passengers on aircraft in the 1920s. Aircraft interiors went through a purple patch in the 1930s, a time when Britain's imperial airways stitched together far-flung corners of the empire. Photos from the time show chaps lounging in overstuffed armchairs, but air travel was strictly for toffs. I don't know what that means. And the airline Posh industry people. was realizing in future lay in catering to the masses, and that meant packing more bodies into fuselages. And aluminum-framed seats came in with such venerable aircraft as the Douglas DC-3 in the 1930s, and they remain standard. But there's a world of difference between then, the then and now of aircraft seating. Well, while the backrest was once anything from 75 to 100 centimeters wide, most of it foam padding, the latest slimline slim seats are about 50 centimeters across. Seat pitch in a standard economy seat has shrunk by about 5 centimeters on a modern aircraft compared with a Boeing 707 aircraft of the 60s. Anyway, so it goes on to talk about um, seats and you know where the best seats are and... Uh, let's see, I'm trying to get to the, the good part of this article. Um, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, the better part. First class is where I'd say the best <laughs> seats are. Yeah. But yeah, if you yeah, got to yeah. be stuck in uh, cargo class, or I'm mean, sorry, uh, economy class, <laughs> seats in the back of the plane are bumpier, this person says. You're going to be almost the last off, and it's noisier because you're behind the engines. You might be near the galley and toilets, which are clattery and high traffic. You might be among the last to get a meal service, and that can mean you get to eat the stuff that nobody else wants. For all those reasons, these are the wallflowers, the last seats to be filled. But for those who can live with the downsides, there's a decent chance of an empty seat beside you. For fleet of foot You're also near where the flight data recorders are, so you'll be found first. That's right. <laughs> right next to the... Uh, the flight data recorder embedded in your skull. Um, for fleet of foot flyers who like to eyeball vacant rows and move as soon as the doors close, back of the plane is ideal. Another plus, you'll probably be among the first to be called for boarding and more likely to score an empty overhead bin. 
And so it goes on talking about avoiding noise. And then again, they say, you know, above or like the front third of the economy section is best because that's where you're going to be an, ahead of the uh, engines on the wings. If it's a wing-mounted engine uh, airplane, which most are. <laughs> and uh, let's see, bulkheads. What's that? <laughs> all, all the good planes. All, all of the good yeah, ones. All, the, uh, all modern engines. airplanes that weren't built, uh, you know, you know, in the last century. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so I mean, see. so I, I, obviously I've got a, I've got a, a you know a virtual studio full of of pilots here, uh, and I know you I know you, you can get an app, can't you, that will help you try and load I locate use that app. Um, like the mm. best seats. But I mean, obviously, with the exception of first and business class, in in what I call muggle class or cattle class, where is the best place to actually sit as far as a, um, a, a standard passenger is concerned? I mean, obviously an it's aisle different. seat, I suppose. It's different for every different aircraft man personal preference isn't it mm. yeah yeah i mean some people will say definitely the aisle stuff. seat because that gives you more room you know more leg room that kind of thing i like sitting at a window seat because i like to be able to control the window shade yep. um, myself so i can see outside because as a pilot i like seeing outside that's fair enough uh, but no, um, i think you know, both I, jeff and i spend ahead. a lot of time in the passenger seats and i was going to ask him so you go for a window seat jeff i always go for um an aisle seat i like the be able to put my legs out into the aisle, a bit of extra leg room. That's my preference. Is that because he liked to trip over the hosties so that then he could look at their skirt? Oh, oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yes, that's right. I personally like to use this app. Uh, I used this one last week to book our seats home. Uh, yeah. Seat Guru. A really okay. good app. It's um, a very good app, actually. You can uh, put your flight number in there and the date of your flight, and it will give you the. Uh, They're the sending CD me a plan. T-shirt for that comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's Is really it sponsored up to... by Hilton. Yeah. <laughs> no, Premier Inn, I think. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yes, I use that app. It's a good app. So if you if you want to uh, if you want to know where the best places to sit, you can. Uh, and also, that app is kind of like a trip advisory type thing because people do leave comments on Seat Guru. Um, about, if I remember uh, right, seats. I think it is actually owned by TripAdvisor. It actually possibly, possibly is, oh, is it? now, yeah. Oh. It, it's good. It though. used to be uh, kind of an independent affair, um, so, and then I, they sold it off for megabucks. And please don't quote me. I'm sure I'll be corrected by the man above me, uh, as in Pip. Um, oh. But uh, I think it's owned by TripAdvisor. Are you saying that Trip uh, Pip is on top of you? Yeah, I don't have that much money, I'm afraid. Oh, that's what she said. Oh, that, that uh, is Jeff, do you get much of a choice in where you sit when you're uh, um, deadheading or whatever, or do you just get whatever's left over? Who are you asking? Jeff. Jeff. I'm asking you. Oh, I'm sorry. I Jeff. Um, no. I, well, they assign us a seat. It's usually not a very good one. We do have the opportunity to go in and see if there are any available seats left that we can you know change our seats but uh, no not really we're we're just kind of given whatever okay. and do you have a preference for back or front of the aircraft not so much that uh, for me again it's mostly being near the window and uh, if I can get a uh, an exit row seat that gives a little bit more space room you know uh, leg room that kind of thing but I'm not a tall man as you are, tall, handsome man, as you, Pip, <laughs> oh, so no. I don't really need all that uh, leg Well, you're certainly actually. taller than me, Jeff. No. Everyone's I'm, taller I'm five, than you, Al. 5'8". Except Rick. <laughs> it must be those Cuban heels that you wear, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't don't you don't you ever get the I chance? We weren't going to talk about that. <laughs> don't you ever get the chance to deadhead on uh, on the uh, jump seats, Jeff? Being as you are obviously you know part of the Acme. Yeah, sort well, of, uh, funny thing about that is that I would rather be in the back in a passenger seat, even if I have to sit in the middle seat, than sit on the jump seat because those jump seats are usually very uncomfortable. Oh. Now there are some exceptions. The Airbus uh, has more comfortable jump seats um and the triple seven the boeing uh triple seven has a pretty comfortable seat but all the other airplanes have you that had I the opportunity to uh deadhead on the jump seat of the 330 jeff i have not i've been on the 320 but not the 330 okay the 330 has a really nice jump seat because it swivels so that you uh, so through 90 degrees so that you and then you can uh fully recline oh nice that sounds a lot more comfortable a, a than nice economy. Way to travel. But I think Jeff will probably testify to the fact that as, as a pilot, when you're deadheading, you try to avoid the, the flight deck jump seat because you just get in the way. Um, you, you know, quite often the, the, the flight deck isn't a particularly spacious area. I mean, even on the Airbus, I mean, we're quite lucky. But once you start cluttering it up with extra people, um, you know, it, it can be slightly less of a comfortable environment for the guys who are actually doing their job. Is that your opinion, Jeff? Yes, absolutely. And also, I like sometimes to, you know, use my laptop and log on to the Internet and that kind of thing. And that kind of thing, at least here in the States, is not allowed. And if I'm sitting back as a passenger, I can do everything that a passenger can do, basically. How do they stop the signal getting through to the flight deck? Uh, pardon me? How do they stop the, the internet signal getting through the flight deck door? I mean, how are they blocking oh, they don't. the Wi-Fi? Now, people from have the, told uh, me that it actually does reach into the cockpit, but uh, we're not allowed to use it. Uh, yeah, flight mode, flight mode. Flight is mode. that like not allowed or is that like not allowed? It's not, not allowed. <laughs> but actually, we uh, on our Surface uh, tablet, we do have an app that uh, uses... Um, it, through um, firewalls and port blocking and that kind of thing, a, a small little hole in the Internet uh, that uh, provides uh, access to uh, uh, an app called the, uh, what is it called, Flight uh, Weather App, but it's really a app that where you can see turbulence. Oh, and right, yeah. so it's kind of like a very restricted little bit of, you know, part of the go-go in-flight wireless internet that we can actually get on our tablets but that's it it won't do anything else <laughs> and i presume that restriction is in-flight only yes as in you can use your, your internet to your heart's content on the ground yes so pip i'm i'm, I'm guessing pip that you you uh, don't have a, a nice uh, cozy jump seat on the hawker <laughs> why are we picking up Paul not, picking not a nice cozy one no <laughs> well, he, well, he doesn't really need it because i mean he's got a sofa and a couple of armchairs <laughs> on his flight though, so. <laughs> yeah, we do we do have a jump seat but it's not comfy or somewhere you'd wish to spend any length of time uh, it's just like a, a board really that folds down and you sit on it somewhere to rest and hey, on like a park has a great question uh, Mash, no, a park yeah. bench would be luxurious. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> yeah, Ma Mash is just uh, Mash is just putting it in the chat room. If you're deadheading on the flight deck jump seat, can you drink alcohol? Ooh. And I can answer that, at least at my company, and I think most, probably everybody's company. Um, if you're on the jump seat, you are part of the crew. And 
it not only um, applies to whether you're actually in the cockpit on the jump seat, but let's say you were able to get on the flight via the jump seat access, and then they said, hey, we have a seat in the back if you want to use it, and most of us would say, absolutely, I'll go back to the back to stay out of everybody's hair on the cockpit uh, in the cockpit here. But if you have accessed the airplane and got on and then occup- you're occupying a passenger seat through the jump seat system, you are still not allowed to drink alcohol. So, because you're still considered part of the crew. That's just, maybe that's just a rule at Acme. Uh, it kind of makes sense, though, because I suppose it re- mm. re- re- removes the risk of, of temptation, perhaps, as well. I, I don't know uh, if that's... I have to say, one time well, on I the same went, basis, was going out to have, Los Angeles. Uh, women Gohan, on sorry. the flight deck. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, I was talking over sorry, we... Well, on the basis of temptation, I mean, you know... Oh, you were being oh, you were being smutty. I'm sorry. I'm so okay. sorry you were interrupted for so that. Carry Jeff, on, do Jeff. carry on. Carry on, Jeff. <laughs> so I was going to say, um, uh, used to uh, before my mom passed away, uh, go out to Los Angeles uh, mm. quite a bit, and I always tried to uh, get on the triple seven, and because it was the most comfortable cockpit environment and jump seat and that kind of thing. Mm. And uh, one time I got on, and they said, "Hey, we got a, a seat back in whatever we were calling it at the time, Comfort Plus or Economy." Mm premium or whatever they call it. And I went, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to do that. That means you know, access to the flight, in-flight entertainment system, free movies, that kind of thing, much better environment. And I was back there, and they were you know, going through, and they were offering beverages and snacks. And I said, you know, I'd love some of that um, cheese and cracker, you know, the, whatever that uh, cheese and fruit plate or platter. <laughs> and then I said, you know, a nice glass of Cabernet would be nice. And so I'm about halfway through my glass of Cabernet, then all of a sudden it just hits me. I'm like, oh, I'm not allowed to be drinking alcohol because the way I got to the seat was through the jump seat system. And I was like looking around, does anybody see me? Am I going to get fired? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody said a thing. But it was like I completely forgot about it. I, I really felt bad about that. But the wine was good. Well, absolutely. And what was it? Was it a Cab Sab? Was it a Merlot? <laughs> it was a Cab. <laughs> it was oh, a okay, Cab. Good, good choice. Cab, good. Cabernet Sauvignon. Excellent. Excellent, Excellent choice. Excellent. So, moving on to the next story. And this one, Pip, if you're ready, is all for you. I'm totally ready. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's on fire. He's, 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 armed. he's hope, armed. He's dangerous. Chomping at the <laughs> I hope you lot are ready. Always. <laughs> Come on, give us give us this next story then, because this next story is <laughs> is just trying to find it. Is great news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's it was a great on the, it's the Telegraph. If that helps, I'm, Pip. I'm just building up a sense of of, of drama of, here. Right, foreboding. <laughs> okay, good. All right, stand by. Here we go. Oh right, what you you you've been called out. I'm stood what? by. Oh, I'm stood by. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go and lie down in a minute. What I the? can wait here all oh, no. night if I have to. Oh, he's got all school teacher on us. Oh no, we're all, we're all in trouble, <laughs> boys and girls. Oh sorry. <laughs> Silence. Silence. <laughs> right. This is from. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Sorry. The Telegraph website. Re. Christmas airport chaos looms as baggage handlers pull out of the UK. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. Oh, sorry. Christmas travel chaos appeared on the horizon. You started cussing or... now. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the Skype might have broken up a bit, but I'm sure I actually heard Matt cussing then. No, no, no. As if I, as if I would do such a thing. Hello, who, who's who's making noises? It's not me. 
<laughs> okay. It's anyway, a digital fart. It's so, 21st century farting. So as you were saying, <laughs> yeah. Pip, Christmas airport chaos looms as baggage handlers chaos leave looming, the UK. Really? <laughs> chaos on this show, more like. Oh, no. What's happening? Oh. <laughs> Help, ladies and gentlemen. Ca- save carry me. On, Pip. Carry on, Pip. <laughs> This would never have happened back in the USSR, you know. No, no indeed. <laughs> no, you're right. Glenn, Glenn Taylor's saying, quiet, please. So right, quiet, yes, please. sorry. Glenn Taylor has oh. spoken, everyone. Silence. Silence immediately. Please, Pip, continue. Carry on. Christmas travel chaos appeared on the horizon at four major UK airports this week. A Swedish baggage handling firm responsible for dozens of airlines prepared to cease its British operations. The move by Aviator earmarked for the end of November, would leave Gatwick, Birmingham, Manchester and Newcastle Airport short of some 1,700 staff. Unite, the union that represents the workers, has called on the baggage handling company, airports and airlines to ensure continuity of check-in, refuelling and baggage handling service. Otherwise, (laughs) Christmas travel disruptions will be possible. Aviator produces around 1,200 staff for London Gatwick, servicing a uh, a number of airlines, including British Airways and Virgin, 196 staff looking after 14 airlines at Birmingham, 192 at Manchester, servicing airlines, including Thomas Cook, and 145 at Newcastle, working for airlines such as Sleazy Jets. Uh, The staff work in shifts through the day and night and are involved in several important behind-the-scenes roles. A spokesman for Unite said... He understood many of the staff involved were British, while Aviator could not confirm how many people would lose their jobs. Do you want me to go on? Uh, no, I think I think we've got the gist there. Um, <laughs> travel, right. travel chaos no, as well as <laughs> travel chaos as well as show chaos is basically guaranteed. Do, do you see on the on the on that story that says here that Aviator employs one thousand seven hundred staff across the UK? So they're, they're going leaving. Right. Finishing in the UK. So who's going to do the baggage handling now in the UK then? Well, that, that's a good point. Worrying, really. That is a bit worrying, considering uh, That's Christmas a bit is... like, um, in some respects, uh, a company deciding that they're going to pull out of toilet roll manufacturing. Now, there's always going to be someone who's going to take over, isn't there? Mm. True. True. Well, well let, let's hope that well, is the not... case. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, handling companies come and go, but um, the staff just have a new uniform. True. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Yes, I mean, finally, a, finally that we've always I mean, get it's the like train franchises. I mean, um, I don't know. Um, uh, you've got trains over your part of the world, haven't you, Carlos and Matt? You, you see one once well, a day, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, once uh, a week, really. <laughs> when when the price of coal is uh, is not too bad, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah. it's probably not been the same franchise throughout its life, has it? Uh, no, it, it might as well be, to be fair. We're stuck with something called Abellio Greater Anglia. That's quite famous. Belly for, Up? Yeah, that's the one. They've yeah. called the train company Abellio. Abellio. Abellio Greater oh, Anglia. Right, mm. Yes, absolutely. And the trains do look like something that existed back in the sort of early 1900s. If you say one more time, you might get a free ticket. Right. <laughs> okay. Right, moving on. Sponsorship uh, deals everywhere. Absolutely. But no, what the point is, in all seriousness, is that, uh, yes, I mean... There is obviously a degree of uh, worry for the, the staff who work for, for Aviator, um, but the truth is that another handling company uh, will take over from 
Uh, well, I, Pip is being naughty, really. I don't know if anybody can see Pip, but he, he's trying his best to put me off. But I, I'm just going to resist and, and, and go back to the script because I, I don't like to, to have the show ruined by idiots. No, no, indeed. Um, no. So, a fool on the hill. Uh, th- these... These, these handling companies are, you know, another company will take over the handling for the airlines are affected. Um, you, you can guarantee that. Um, and I'm sure that the airlines who are currently served by Aviator will have already uh, made contract arrangements with, with other handling companies because uh, the business is there. The business isn't going to go away. So someone else will just step in to take yeah. it. And they're going to need to recruit extra staff. So funny enough, where are those staff going to come from? The people that are already there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So the next story... Uh, so probably Captain what will happen Al. is uh, that the staff will carry on doing exactly the same job. They'll just get a new T-shirt. Lovely, good T-shirt. He's really upset about this I T-shirt, know. isn't he? <laughs> he I'm really, so going to have to sort that out you, next week. You were going to have to do that rather urgently. Uh, Jeff, it, this show isn't normally this chaotic. I should just stress. Uh, no, I know. I watch your show. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, much Thank more you. controlled normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know what's going on anymore. Uh, so so who, just, who's go, is it? Well, it's, it's, Captain Al's, it's Captain Al's story it? next. Yeah, okay, yeah. good. Oh, me. Can, I, can I just say this? This next story, I think, is is one of the best stories you've ever included. This is the oh, well, it's, biggest it's non-story blinder, ever. Oh, right. <laughs> Good. Right. Okay. It's it's from the someone uh, at the newsroom was really desperate here. Right. Okay. Right. Good. Okay. <laughs> what, what the uh, newsroom or Carlos? Post and it says. This site uses cookies. Well, I'm getting a bit peckish, actually. I could oh, some cookies. No. They normally send up some, some biscuits, actually, with room service, but maybe you have to order a meal for that. That's right. well, good news, um, everyone. Anyway, Captain Jeff one. actually has some. Uh, I have some cookies. <laughs> if you need some. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, do you want me to click on yes to the cookies? If you wouldn't mind. If, <laughs> I <safely laughs> do if, that? that's, not, if that's not too much bother at all, uh, my okay. good man. Uh, and oh, do you want dear. me to read the adverts that are on the page? Not especially, no. no, no I just just maybe stick to the content, train. you know. Um, <laughs> you know, content, okay. what's content? The story is... <laughs> do you remember what show content was? Jet lands at East Midlands day? Airport. <laughs> An aeroplane lands da, 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 at Breeze Midlands Airport. Is that, is that, that's it, okay, yeah. <laughs> a five million I'm pound private it, jet. That, that's <laughs> the story. Uh, jet lands at East Midlands Airport. Okay, right. And I can leave a comment if I want. No, no. <laughs> that is pretty much it, yes. Uh, no, there, it is just a picture. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it, yeah. I mean, if you want it's to know a picture more, of this jet. It has a maximum <laughs> speed of 460 miles an hour. I'm not quite sure if that's the jet or the airport, but either way, it goes that fast. Right, OK. Well, that was quite uh, a short it's story. Not a jet either. <laughs> it's not. Um, it... uh, according to Wikipedia, oh, no. the plane was built in 2011. Right. And they were first introduced in September 1990. And they usually land at airports. Oh, good. <laughs> okay, right. Why did, why did I pick this story? I don't Al? know, Carlos. Uh, John on Instagram. Good night, John. I mean, he's managed to get himself onto the Nottingham Post. Any ideas? Well, yeah, it's an airport and it's a play. Um, so there we have it. I know who it belongs to. Uh, yeah. What's well, if you know who it belongs to, um, it belongs John on to the executive is, chairman of Boots. Jim Skinner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and it, really? it sparked speculation story. across the East Midlands. Well, there you go. That's what your airport's for. Not much is going on there, apparently. The good folk, yeah, oh, the, the good folk of Nottingham can rest easy tonight in the knowledge that aeroplanes 
a landing at their airport. A landing at their airport. <laughs> I, I've been worried about it for a long time. I can imagine, <laughs> yes. Okay. A splendid right, I need to take a lie down now because I'm worn <laughs> okay. out after that story. It's been mentally <laughs> and physically challenging. <laughs> yes, it right, was. It was so, so, um, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on. Is something coming through? That They found a boat in the sea. <laughs> Wait, wait, hang on, I'll get some details. <laughs> yes, yes, it, it set sail recently, and it is expected to reach port at some point soon. But how fast does it go, Al? I don't know, I'll speak to the Nottingham Post journalist. She's found her scoop on it. <laughs> right, okay, good. Um, um, <laughs> um, I'll just see if there's any other good stories on the Nottingham Post whilst I'm here. Hang on. No, please don't. <laughs> What's on? Hang on, hang on. <laughs> um, okay, I think oh, it, seemingly I... not a lot. That page is not available. <laughs> okay, good. Oh. I, I think it's safe to say we've officially completely lost you. <laughs> 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 I've, got, I've right. got to try and read the next story. <laughs> yes, yes, you I've have. Got tears in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> right, hold, uh, up, hold up, hold up, hold <laughs> up. I've got something here. Right, good. Okay, this is genuinely from the Nottingham Post. It's got nothing to do with aviation. It's going to take one minute. It's from the entertainment section, oh, no. and it is the World Vegan Month. <laughs> it starts on the 1st of November 2016, right. and according to the Nottingham Post, it ends on the 1st of November 2016. Right. Okay. Good. Um, so I need to explain uh, the definition of a month to the Nottingham Post. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, dear. Right. Um, right. <coughs> good luck, um, Carlos. That's all I'm and saying. Just in case anyone thinks I'm, I'm lying, here it is. <laughs> he isn't actually joking. Good. <coughs> right. Uh, all you need to do is go to the Nottingham Post, click on... What's on? Right. Go down to entertainment, okay. and there you will find the world vegan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For a whole day. Okay. Yes. So, uh, gen moving, gentlemen, get a mm, rip, please. Moving on to <laughs> the next story. Okay. Good, um, good luck, Carlos. <sighs> this this story is on the Consumer Affairs website. Is it not the Nottingham Post then? <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Is it about a man taking a parrot back to a pet no. shop because it's dead? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, we all know um, about that. Yes. <clears throat> so this, this story is on the Consumer <laughs> Affairs website. And uh, the headline, um, Consumers to get <laughs> refunds for delayed airline baggage under new federal rules. Uh, a new set of regulations passed by the Obama administration will come as welcome news to air travellers who feel they've been nickled and dimed by excessive fees. <coughs> Announced on Wednesday, the new consumer pro uh, protection rules will guarantee refunds on baggage fees if an airline delays returning baggage after a flight. Additionally, airlines will be charged with more accurately reporting on-time arrival rates, the number of bungled uh, wheelchair requests and the rate of lost or mishandled baggage uh, the new regulations are meant to fulfill the administration's promise of imposing tougher consumer protections on the airline industry. The travel community is grateful that the administration uh, continue to shine a light on many of the more frustrating issues that, have, uh, that ail the air travel experience in the U.S., said Roger Dow, chief executive of the travel industry trade group U.S. Travel ASSN. Uh, the changes are meant to provide travellers with a better sense of how well an airline operates when it comes to factors like handling baggage and being on time. But the industry says that too many regulations <laughs> may have hurt performance. 
Efforts designed to regulate how airlines distribute their products and services are bad for airline customers, employees, and the communities we serve and our overall U.S. economy, stated Nicole Calo, President and Chief Executive for Airlines of America. So basically, um, uh, this is uh, good news uh, for the passenger, uh, i.e. us, um, uh, yes. that, uh, that we should get refunds when uh, baggage doesn't when turn When baggages up. go missing. Pip, okay. <laughs> uh, did, did you not have an issue, Pip, uh, not so long back with uh, baggage going missing? I did have an issue with baggage going missing. You had to rummage and in a bush for it. Oh, stop yeah. it. <laughs> it's still ongoing. Uh, they should be paying my claim any day now. I who, think. who was that with, Pip? Can you, can you say? Or? Oh, I can certainly say that was British Airways. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> uh -oh. In all their glory. On, on a direct flight from Heathrow to Nice. Right. Oh, they lost what, it on a direct flight. flight. <laughs> they lost your luggage on a, on a flight that's barely an hour and a half. So what was your yeah. interaction like about with that person that you gave your bag to? Oh, sorry, go on, Jeff. I said, I what was the interaction like with the folks that you uh, gave your bag to? Were you uh, nice or were you abrasive? I was extraordinarily charming. Uh, of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that why they're... they're when you got your bag back, had they drawn some cricket stumps on it in chalk by any chance? <laughs> yeah, they had. That was weird, that. How did you know? Because <laughs> funnily enough, it's actually happened to a bag of mine a long time ago. It did arrive, but someone had drawn some cricket stumps, some... <laughs> what? <laughs> in chalk on it. That'd be no good I mean, for the obviously, the, the baggage handlers were bored that day. <laughs> right, okay. They were playing cricket. Good. Uh, <clears throat> I, I've also put in uh, a claim recently to German Wings for a delayed flight. Uh, it suddenly occurred to me that the flight I was on, which was delayed by three hours, that they owe me 250 bucks for that. Good. Oh, yeah, that's a the uh, standard flight, fee. Yeah. A three-hour delay oh, okay. equals 250 mm. bucks. Is that and I'm there? sure that the uh, the safe jets people will be delighted to get that money. <laughs> yeah. They're not getting a cent of it, my friend. <laughs> 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 they, they weren't delayed. I was delayed. <laughs> <laughs> quite right. Quite right. You tell them. <laughs> so the the next story I, I chose, uh, cause especially for Jeff, because he, he loves these uh, these sorts of stories. Um, so Jeff, on uh, oh, this one, SantaCruzSentinel.com site for you, Jeff. Okay, yes, uh, robot pilots may someday fly passenger and cargo planes. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. There's <laughs> more gremlins in the Skype works there, ladies and gentlemen. Think of it as the airborne cousin to the self-driving car, a robot in the cockpit to help humans fly passengers and cargo, and eventually even replace them. Not happening. The government and industry are collaborating on a program that seeks to replace the second human pilot in two-person flight crews with a robot co-pilot that never tires, gets bored, feels stressed out, or stinks. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, gets distracted. Okay. The problem, uh, the program is funded by the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. We know it as DARPA, the Pentagon's arm for development Diaper. of emerging technologies. Yep. <laughs> Diaper. <laughs> Diaper. <laughs> no, DARPA. Right, okay. Um, we're, we're back run to by Aurora, You might as well call it Diaper. Uh, run by Aurora Flight Sciences, a private contractor. With both the military and airlines struggling with shortages, shortages of trained pilots, and I wonder why, because they've not been paying proper wages and benefits for a couple of decades now, and now they've dug themselves into a very large hole. Anyway... Uh, moving on with the article, 
Um, officials say that they see an advantage to reducing the number of pilots required to fly large aircraft while at the same time increasing safety and efficiency by having a robot pick up the mundane tasks of flying. You know, I thought thought we already had something like that. I think it's called an autopilot. Right. But, uh, yeah. I digress. I mean, does it? I mean, we we put the we put the pictures up. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, um, then obviously you'll you'll see these pictures. Uh, I mean, surely there's a prettier way of the plane sort of flying itself. It doesn't need all yeah, these. Yeah, it's called an autopilot. Yeah, I don't understand why they have to sort of mimic the pilot. That that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm not getting it either. Except that this thing has the ability to see uh, with its cameras uh, the actual instrumentation and the uh, position of switches and that kind of thing but still um, it's it doesn't make a lot of sense to so, me. So, I mean, what can, what can the autopilot actually do? Can it actually um, fly the plane, or do you just literally take it to a certain height and it will hold it there and, uh, and stick to a certain course? Well, it depends on the autopilot, but most autopilots in air transport aircraft will do anything from climb, cruise, descent, uh, approach, and even auto land. Right. So it does a lot. Uh, but uh, this article says something about it being able to, uh, autopilots can both take off and land. Right now, I, as far as I know, unless mm. there's somebody out there doing this that I'm not aware of, yeah. uh, the autopilots cannot do perform the takeoff. But as soon as you're above about 400, 500 feet, depending on the autopilot, you can engage it and it can take over that, uh, that phase of flight. Uh, and then beyond for the entire trip all the way down to touchdown for an auto land. Um, but what's funny about this is they talk about this guy that is sitting next to this ugly collection of pipes and weird stuff that doesn't look like you know a, a pilot Anything, at all. Yeah. looks like a, yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. Uh, but he has to take his interface, his iPad or whatever it is, to instruct the pilot what to do. I'm thinking, so What's what the is the <laughs> game here? I don't understand this. I mean, it might, it might just be, you know, a, a theoretical exercise, perhaps. I mean, perhaps it's just a, you know, sort of a, a routine where they're just no, I don't to, think so, Matt. You, you don't think so? You think they're up to, they're up to uh, no, no good? No, and I'm going to disagree uh, respectfully with Jeff. I think this stuff is inevitable. There will be a day in the not-too-distant future where pilot, uh, aircraft are being flown without pilots. Mm. Well, I shan't be getting on Passenger will be the economics on it. of it. Well, I wouldn't get on it either, but, uh, you know, attitudes and, and views will change over the generations, and in 50 years' time, people will just accept it as normal. Mm. Well, I've you got might be right friends about that, but who work up at uh, Cranfield University, as you know, is one of the sort of aviation research centres, the excellence centres of the world, and uh, they're doing a lot of work with this sort of technology, um, pilotless technology and it's the money is there the investment is there and the the corporations and manufacturers want it i think it's it's just a question of time i mean i know certainly in the uk I it's be like next year Ooh, uh, sorry I, i'll Come on, Al, insult me <laughs> I, I was gonna say no it'll probably be the first officers that go first won't it yeah it will i would imagine so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i don't think it's um, going to be first officer will be replaced by some sort of standby emergency remote control operator uh, <laughs> once we get bandwidth up on aeroplanes somewhere near like one megabit per second. Bandwidth, I can't. Anybody's for trying to use the internet for any length so of time on an aeroplane, you realize that streaming video is going to take before the they, yeah. know, How many major catastrophes is it going to take after this goes into effect before they go, you know what? Maybe it would be a good idea to actually have a human 
up there in the cockpit monitoring this kind of thing. And then when all goes to hell, we can figure use our brains, our human brain, to improvise. Uh, for instance, in this article, they talk about uh, this representative of the Airline Pilots Association, Keith Hagee, saying that he's skeptical uh, because we've had several examples in the past, and one he mentions in 2010, an engine on a jumbo Qantas airliner, an A380 with 469 people on board, blew up, firing shrapnel that damaged other critical aircraft systems and the plane's landing gear. The plane's overloaded flight management system responded with a cascading series of emergency messages for which there was no time to respond. By chance, there were five experienced pilots on board, including three captains who, working together, were able to land the plane. But it was a close call. So, you know, that our ability as humans to think about situations that were never imagined is superior than anything that can be programmed. Uh, and it's going to happen if they try to do this. It's my guess, and it'll probably be, be uh, long after I am gone from this earth. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be, um, it's not going to work, in my opinion. But, you know, I mean, the I'm let's just look at how reliable Siri is for a start. <laughs> yes, so, I mean, yeah, yes. We were playing I mean, with Siri on APG you know, last night. <laughs> modern technology, and, and you know, you ask Siri for you know a, a takeaway, and it, it's you know sending you to all sorts of dodgy you know places. <laughs> so, um, I think we're going to have to go a long, long way with the with the technology. Mm -hmm. And you said how many uh, accidents will it take? Well, one is too many, Jeff. Uh, that's mm -hmm. my opinion. Yeah. yeah, but we have accidents every year in which people are, are killed in large numbers. It doesn't stop people flying. People just accept it as a, as a risk of, of wanting to travel. I'll yes, but, uh, I mean, submit there's, there's, to you, there's Pep, a, that... There's a, a far greater risk with uh, introducing those sorts of level of technology candidly. And the boffins can work away to their heart's content, but it will be ultimately the people that will decide. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you were saying, Jeff? I was going to say, here's a metric that we don't hear about. So the, the many, many times, uh, multiples of times uh, more than the crashes that we hear about, where situations occur that could have led to a crash, but the crews expertly ran the appropriate checklists and used their brains to figure out the proper solution. I mean, I can't tell you how many instances of... Uh, of uh, pitot tubes being blocked by ice and uh, flight computers stopping and auto throttle systems stopping before the Air France 447 tragedy and crews knew how to get out of that situation they knew the proper pitch uh, to look at the proper power settings etc but we don't hear about those things those aren't uh, things that are uh, reported on in the news and and in fact even in safety systems that we have a lot of times that sort of thing doesn't um, even show up as a blip in this in the stats mm. and I think that that's the the big issue here is that a lot of tragedies every day are averted by having humans uh, yeah. in there and now you know people say well humans cause accidents as well and that's true but i i, I say that it's only a very very small percentage yeah I, I, the only i mean the only example i can use is say because everybody you know my, my aviation knowledge is quite poor but i know for example the docklands light railway in london the dlr is actually configured and is intended to run um without uh, guards or um drivers on board and when they first launched the DLR, it was a horrific failure because nobody would use it. Uh, if you, I, I guess the, the mindset of, of passengers at the moment is that um, you know, they, they just won't use it because they, 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 somehow they feel unsafe because there isn't a human there 
pressing the buttons. I mean, for as long as that. If focus, I remember rightly, didn't they have to introduce an onboard person? That is exactly what they, they they did. Yeah, that is precisely what they've done. So there is a guy, and I I've actually seen them sometimes pretend that they're driving. Uh, just so that, that passengers feel safe. And you just think that, ironically, in that environment, it probably works far better um, with, uh, you know, no, no humans there. And, and nowadays, a lot of the time, you've just literally got the guy who's just wandering up and down the carriage making sure that, that everybody's travelling okay. You know, but, uh, I mean, as you say, for as long as that mindset remains, then I can't see this, I can't get, see this getting any kind of legs at all, to be honest. I mean, but that is... That is apples and oranges. Uh, comparing a automated or autonomous train system or even vehicles on the road to an airliner full of hundreds of passengers susceptible to weather conditions that are always changing. Yeah. And uh, it's just, uh, there's so many variables involved in flying modern aircraft yeah. uh, that, uh, mm. you, I mean, you're not on a rail. You know, no. if something goes wrong and the, uh, the train stops, well, it just stays on the rail, usually. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't think it's fair to use that as um, an no, analogy. No, no, fair point. Fair point. Okay. I mean, let's yeah. go around the uh, the table. I mean, I fly a relatively modern um, airliner. Um, so uh, start off with you then, Jeff, if you don't mind. Um, sure. How often on a sort of daily basis when you're flying do you have to reset something to get it to work as it should? Um, not usually. Not on a okay, daily basis. Okay, but your engineering team, the... the do you ever have to get anything reset to make it work properly? No, actually, because my, the airplane that I fly's technology is um, older, and um, it's not quite as advanced as the circuitry and uh, components that you use on a daily basis on, the, on your airplane. Um, so okay. it's much um, less computerized than what you're okay, flying. Okay, so Pip, you, you kind of go into the middle generation because you fly a, a kind of old behind the scenes new on the top if you don't mind me describing that way how many resets do you have to do yeah i know what you're getting at out <laughs> i wouldn't say it's a daily occurrence but every so often on the ground you might have to uh, reboot um every so often well once a week once a month nah, less than that once a month let's say okay so out of the three of us on paper i fly the the more modern of the aeroplanes and resets are not quite a daily occurrence but certainly a weekly occurrence um, and that's in the air and on the ground so the newer the technology the more it has to be faffed and fiddled with mm. more resets are required yeah. so clearly what is required is that we take uh, an md80 and try and shove some technology in and get the robot to fly that oh i see what you mean yeah mm. But no, no, the point or, is, or, is that the, the more or, complex we make things, the more it goes wrong. And, yeah. you know, resets, there is, in the quick reference handbook for the Airbus, there is a computer reset table. And it tells you which computers you can reset in flight and on the ground and which ones you can only reset on the ground. And anybody who flies the Airbus will be quite familiar with doing computer resets. I mean, I and have we'll to have say seen, that... certainly on the 320 family, the immortal words that come from the flight management system, which just says, please wait. Oh, good. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, from a purely, from a, from, as Al knows, because Al's been helping with it, but like as a nervous pa like airline passenger, um, this conversation doesn't make me feel particularly good about myself. I have to be honest. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's it's all. I, I know. I, I mean, obviously, if it was something serious, it wouldn't take off or, or whatever anyway. But you know, the the idea of you getting a blue screen of death in in mid flight <laughs> yeah. is just yeah, something that sort of 
it makes me really nervous. But, but the you point is, because you have pilots that pilots are up there that know how to the fly the airplane. Who mm. can still fly the airplane, because it doesn't matter what all the bells and whistles are, it yeah. is still an airplane. So if you take those two pilots out of that environment, mm. then you are creating the blue screen of death type scenario. But what about this whole, um, this sort of, fly, I think you call it fly-by-wire, is it, where it's basically wires instead of gears and servos and all that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, what, what happens if those systems, you know, because servos will go wrong and, and things like that, what happens in that situation? Well, certainly on the, the Airbus fly-by-wire, and I would imagine it's the same on most fly-by-wire, uh, they're either duplicated or triplicated. So uh, if you have a, I, I mean, without going into vast detail, the fly-by-wire uh, flight control systems on the Airbus has several computers, and it depends which model you're on as to how many you have in number, um, but certainly more than five. Yeah. Um, and the aeroplane is quite happily flying on one. Yeah, no, okay. Dave W. And it can still fly when they've all failed. So Dave W in the chat room has uh, said something very, very good. He said that uh, weren't the old Russian jets more reliable uh, because they used valves? Uh, <laughs> it's true. Valves. The old TU-134s yeah. were, were um, incredibly old, mm. and the 154s, no, uh, no digital stuff. But just to those. reassure you, Matt, I mean, the, when I talk about these computer resets, uh, we're not talking about you know, the sort of blue screen of death types are, right. of, you know, the aeroplane cannot fly anymore. We're talking about sort of various levels of reset. Okay. Um, but the more complex we make things, the, the more it is going to be difficult for a non-piloted aeroplane to reset itself. Mm. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. Exactly. That's a fair point. Okay. Yes, don't panic, Mariana. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Mariana appears worried where I am. I'm here, don't panic. Don't panic. <laughs> yeah, I'm just sitting back, relaxing. <laughs> so the next story um, is, uh, is for Having a nice Pip. time? Grab a line. Grab a line. Sorry. <laughs> I know, me, me and Matt are going to do some karaoke. No, we're not. The show. Moving on. Um, yeah, Pip, this is, uh, this is for you. Um, it should be for me, really, but uh, this story is for you. And as per usual, Pip's ready. Tremendous. <laughs> Pip, you've been on, exemplary. We, you've we been exemplary on this on, tonight. I tell you, Pip. <laughs> no, 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 don't. He'll get all cross again. Behave. I have everyone. very little patience. I'll be 64 by the time you get this out. <laughs> Here we go. It's uploaded now. Oh, good. Here we go. He's on an iPad. Bless him. Dear. <clears throat> oh, stop it. Yeah. All right, this is a Malta story. Yeah. Oh, come on. It's not loading. Okay. Piece of crap. Hard. Right. <laughs> okay. Would you like me to start? Someone else may have to take control. Did you want? Of this did one? you want an Android device? Uh, I'll tell you what. For, I, I, um... Look, I haven't done a story today, so shall I have a go? All right. You, Let's you have go, a go on, Matt. Yeah, go, go on, Matt. Go on, Matt. I oh, think it's only fair. Now you must remember to make a complete mash of it. All right. No reading it as it's intended. Okay. Oh, I got it now. Do you want to do it, Matt, or not? Uh, yeah. Yes, if you like. Yeah. Knock yourself out. <laughs> No, don't Who's doing it? I, I, I'll do it. Go on, I, I'll do it. Okay, my go, go, Matt. All right. Go on okay. Then. Okay. So, uh, if I go. can remember how to Quickly, do this, Matt. yeah, all right. Don't sorry, hang around. Go okay. <laughs> Malta today is the uh, website, yet, and the headline is: I'm going to ignore him and carry on. MIA ordered to pay Air Malta two hundred and fifty thousand euros for two thousand and four bird strikes. So, the Malta International Airport has been ordered to pay Air Malta over a quarter of a million euros for a two thousand and four bird strike. Oh wow! I'm just going to pop that picture up. 
of fact, that's that's really not pretty. Um, that's the, that's quite a bird strike. That's more that's than one messy. bird, isn't it? That's <laughs> more than one bird, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. And uh, so the story continues. It says the Court of Appeal, presided by Chief Justice Silvio Camer, Cam, 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 Silvio, uh, and judges <laughs> Antonio Malia and Joseph some other surname I can't pronounce, but I'm sure he's a very That's important... A and, yeah, good, lovely. Ah. <laughs> has, oh, sure. Yeah, this is why I'm not reading stories. Has ordered the Malta International Airport to pay Air Malta over a quarter of a million euros for a 2004 bird strike. We keep seem to be reading that paragraph for some reason. Uh, the judgment delivered on the 30th of September threw out MIA's appeal and reconfirmed a sentence handed down over four years ago. MIA must now pay the National Airline and Shield Insurance more than €250,000 for the damages sustained by an Air Malta Airbus airliner back in 2004. Flight KM100... What caused the damage? Uh, bird strike. Uh, okay. <laughs> flight KM100 to London was preparing to take for takeoff when a flock of starlings flew straight into the jet's flight path, causing substantial damage to the plane. Parts and repair works amounted uh, to uh, LM100... 107,000... Uh, That's Maltese uh, Oh, pounds. Maltese pounds, sorry. Amounted to 107,000... Isn't it Maltese lira? Well, yeah. Well, yes, it is. Okay. Maltese lira. Right, okay. 107,551 Maltese Lira. Uh, Shield Insurance covered uh, 51,961 Lira for safety reasons. Passengers were asked to disembark. It uh, transpired that at the time only the bird control and reduction mechanism at the airport was a... The only uh, mechanism was a truck equipped with a device to scare birds away. Instead of allowing the vehicle to inspect the runway, the pilots were given clearance to take off. Um, the MIA had objected to the arguments raised, stating that the Convention on International Civil, A Civil Aviation provided guidelines and recommendations but did not impose legal obligations. MIA had also argued that it was not responsible for the taxiways and runways as these were controlled by the Malta Air Traffic Services Limited. MIA said it was Matt's fault, oh charming, uh, <laughs> M-A-T-S, who did not give the vehicle uh, clearance. But you get the blame for everything, don't you? Well, that does seem to be the uh, the way these days, certainly. So, anyway, the story goes on. Basically, they lost uh, their appeal, and so... My guitar gently weeps for you, Matt. Yeah, indeed. Thank you very much. Yes, so uh, €250,000 has been has, uh, MIA has ordered to pay Air Malta. I'm so glad that's over. Uh, <laughs> Back, this is back in So what do we think about birds then? Uh, we're very. Which kind? I've only nearly hit uh, a seagull. Well, I mean, I mean, are you still fine. interested in the family rating? Or uh, yes, family rating, that, very much so. so. Yes, I, I walk away from that dangerous cul-de-sac. Moving away. I nearly... I did nearly trim off a seagull once on a, on a lesson that I had last oh, year. Oh, did you? Mm. Oh, no. yeah. Gave him a haircut. But mind you, I yeah. think, it, I think if, the, if I had have hit the seagull in the Cessna 150 that I fly, it would have probably done more damage to, to the, the uh, Cessna, Cessna 150 than, than the seagull. Jeff, have you ever had a bird strike? Um, during flight? Uh, yeah, several times. Uh, but usually they're relatively small birds and they hit, you know, the nose of the airplane or parts of the air, like wings and yeah. that kind of thing. And, you know, they don't do really much damage. Yeah. Now, you've been flying a little bit longer than me, Jeff. Do you still duck when you see them coming? 
Yes, I still do. Yeah. 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 It's, it's funny, but that's that going to help. You know it's going to uh, be of little benefit to you, but I don't know many people who don't duck. No, indeed, you feel obliged. Even driving my coach, I, I do feel obliged to... Uh, I see one coming at me, and I still duck as it smacks into the windscreen as I'm driving along <laughs> at a terrifying 50 miles an hour. <laughs> Have you um, wiped out any other animals? Oh, we haven't spoken to Pip yet, but we'll get to him. Have you wiped out any other animals, Jeff? I have not. We uh, we tried to hit a uh, coyote or something in Albuquerque, uh, <laughs> taking off there last it. year. But oh, um, it scampered out of the way in time, so we didn't hit it. Uh, and Pip, but, what, uh, what's your uh, no, animal no. wipeout uh, record? <laughs> oh, I've had a few bird strikes. Hit a couple of uh, blackbirds, even a, a blue jay way. Oh wow! And uh, I think we—I thought we hit a rabbit once, but I couldn't find any evidence of it. Right. Okay. Good. Uh, uh, well, I—I'm pleased to say then that I think I take the the accolade. I've had a fox strike. A fox strike. Oh, a fox strike. <laughs> nice. What in the air or on the ground? Uh, no, I'll take fox. off roll. Um, uh, I, I'm just thinking because I have to slightly censor what had been the uh, the CVR transcript for the event, but oh, it was no. a, a very early morning departure from from Manchester. Uh, we were trundling down uh, the runway. We heard an almighty thud. The captain went, "What the was Flipping that?" Neck, and yeah. I went, "V1." <laughs> V1. What does what does that mean? V1 is the, uh, the the speed that you reach where if you uh, once you've reached it you are going flying you're not stopping. Okay, right. You the the point of no return essentially. That's it. Once you reach that point, you you just keep going. Yep. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we, uh, we 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 carried on uh, to I think it was Geneva actually and uh, deposited a bit of uh, basil over uh, Lake Geneva <laughs> and uh, they they That's they it. cleared up the bits off okay. the uh, the Good. runway. I think Lovely. it closed the runway for about twenty minutes whilst they. Um, uh, cleaned up the, the sort of debris, the and debris. They, they confirmed okay. it was a fox. Good. Oh, okay. poor fox. Poor fox, indeed. Yeah. Pip, any uh, any, any uh, wildlife in uh, in the hawker, Pip? Or apart from yourself? Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> apart from the ones we mentioned. Yeah. Okay. okay. Indeed. Okay. I almost had a bloke strike once. Uh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> a bloke strike. We almost hit a man once. I can tell you about that if you like. Right, yes, yes. I'm um, just concerned about what your arm's doing because the picture that I've got of you is, is quite distracting. Stop it. The very least. <laughs> I'm on my phone. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All I can see is this. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> That rate, that that clean rating we had is 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 no more, is it? Uh, okay. Anyway, the anyway, man strike, please, Pip. If if that's not too much trouble. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you about the bloke strike or yes, the good. almost bloke strike. The almost. We bloke were. Strike. I can't remember where it was now. It was um, one of these quiet airfields on uh, northern France somewhere. It's Nantes or I don't know somewhere like that. Anyway, breast, we're doing a, a breast. Could it have been breast? Moving, moving yeah, on. Nice yes. Because oh, we've got Captain Nick in the chat room, and he, he likes a. Uh, 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 stop breast. it! Stop it! <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, <sighs> now what's going on? Is there anything remotely wrong in what I'm saying here? Probably. No. Probably. <laughs> Danger, uh, uh, back me up here. Am I being no. aviation related? Oh. Absolutely. This is 100% family friendly stuff. Okay. Good. Like. Okay. Continue, Mr. Pitt. <laughs> Please. Oh, Pip and I will be very familiar with breast control. Good. Excellent. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> help me. Somebody help me. 
Oh no. Uh, Pip, hello. <laughs> Can I continue? Yes, yes please. Yes, do. please do. Please, please do. do. All right, cut kind a of long story short. We were flying to some place in France uh, on a, a visual approach. I was pilot flying. Um, the the controller was very keen for us to sort of make a very tight circuit, but he didn't really say why, so I wasn't going to be rushed. So we made a, a sort of normal circuit, all configured, coming in short final. I'm sort of, you know, doing my usual stuff, looking at the speed and, and, and whatnot on a visual approach. And then the guy next to me, all of a sudden, uh, uses a very loud expletive, uh, expletive. He says, what the f- is that? And I'm like, what, 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 what's going on? And he says, don't go around. And that's a kind of unusual instruction. Right. <laughs> don't go around. <laughs> okay. Like, okay, I wasn't okay. going to, but <laughs> okay. Why? And he says, look, so I look up, and there's a guy on a parachute, oh, like, oh, I no. don't know, 100 feet above us over the center of the runway, oh, my dangling off his parachute. And I used a similar expletive. I said, what the... Yeah. Uh, so this guy, he kind of just drifted over the top of us as we uh, plonked ourselves onto the runway. Wow. That, that's... And uh, it later transpired that that was the reason why the controller wanted us to get a very tight circuit in so we could get ahead of this uh, these parachute jumpers. Right. It would have been nice if he'd told us they were there. Yes, yeah, so that, that or at least... Um, it was a lucky escape. I mean, the paperwork would have been horrendous. Quite horrendous. Well, thank heavens the Nottingham Post weren't there, otherwise they'd have a field day with that story. Yeah. <laughs> Land Lancer Airport. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> Headline <laughs> stuff there. Okay, good. Uh, right, so, so we're going to move on Ladies and gentlemen, before any of us, someone, all of us get I, sued. I think, I uh, think Jeff should take I think Jeff should take our last story. I think Jeff should take the last story, yeah. Is it a Nottingham Post one? It's not a Nottingham Post the Air Transat? Yeah, that's the one, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's see. Air Transat announces humanitarian flight to Haiti. A wide-body aircraft transporting aid workers and emergency supplies will fly to Port-au-Prince in November 15th, 26th, on November 15th, 2016. Uh, let's see. To help p- people in Haiti severely affected by Hurricane Matthew, Air Transat will operate a humanitarian flight from Montreal to Port-au-Prince on November 15, 2016. The carrier will be transporting emergency supplies provided by the charity Food for the Poor Canada, including su- for Poor Canada. Oh, Poor Canada, uh, including <laughs> supplies to help prevent the spread of cholera, along with aid workers from various charitable organizations. For 20 years, Air Transat and Haiti have been a long-standing, or have had a long-standing partnership in the areas of economic and tourism development, said Jean-Francois Lemay, president of Air Transat. As a responsible company, we feel it is essential to contribute to, or contribute, to ongoing relief efforts and help meet the urgent needs of the people affected by the storm, he said. Hurricane Matthew's greatest impact was in uh, to the southwestern coastal regions of the country, between Les Cays and Jarani, uh, four to six hours by road from Port-au-Prince. Infrastructures in Port-au-Prince and ooh, Batillonville and <laughs> That's the very good, very good. Gaudet-Gaudin and I have no idea how to pronounce these Steph, she's the one that speaks French and can pronounce these. Where are you? Help me. She is in the chat, or she was in the chat room anyway. Help she... me if you can. I'm feeling down. Um, anyway, they were uh, undamaged, and as a result, air transat flights and transat tourism operations are continuing as normal. Shall I continue? I, no, I think I think we've got the gist there, haven't we? It's uh, Yeah, it's... Uh... 
Yeah, sort of it's a nice bit of story. People help avi- yeah. aviation helping people. That's good. Yeah, like right. Now um, uh, we're just going to do one more story, if that's okay with everyone, because we've got, we've got some breaking news that that sort of sto- details of which were coming as we were going on air uh, earlier this afternoon. Uh, so I'm going to leave that to Carlos, if that's all right, because I do think we should cover it. Um, yeah, just before we started the show, uh, just before we started the show today or this evening, I should say, there was some uh, news that came online from Sky News, and it was uh, about London City Air. Uh, that's been updated since we've been online. Uh, it was updated about uh, five minutes ago, actually. Mm. Uh, the headline on this on uh, Sky News at the moment is CS gas found uh, spray found after London City Airport evacuated. So police in the UK are, are investigating a chemical incident at East London that resulted in people coughing uncontrollably. Uh, police investigating a, sus- a suspected chemical incident at London City Airport say they believe they've found a CS gas spray. Paramedics have treated 27 uh, people and took two people to hospital after the airport was closed and evacuated. Around 500 people were told to leave the airport and Transport for London had to warn travellers to expect long delays. Uh, London Fire Brigade said earlier that firefighters and police wearing protective equipment carried out two complete sweeps of the airport building and declared the incident over, but they failed to find anything that might, uh, may have caused it. A Met Office uh, police statement said that a subsequent search of the airport led to the discovery of what is believed to be a CS gas spray. Whilst the cause of the incident has not been yet confirmed, officers are investigating whether it was a result of an accidental discharge of the spray. Uh, inquiries continue and this is not being treated as a terrorist-related incident at the moment, uh, at this early stage. Uh, the officers believe that the spray may have been discharged by a passenger prior to check-in. So there we go. That's uh, a news story that's uh, just come to light as we've been recording uh, this evening. Mm. I, I, the only thing is, is why? I mean, it's saying about CF spray. Perhaps somebody correct me if I if I'm speaking out of turn here. But um, that, why would you be carrying C, CS gas spray? Is that what they, is that pepper spray they class that? Is that is, it, is that is that all it is? Is that the same? Is that the same as pepper spray? Uh, uh, yeah, and this may well be a case of massive egg on the face for the police. And obviously, that's an alleged statement at this point. But um, uh, yeah, the, the police do carry CS gas for um, oh. uh, subduing uh, people that they're trying to arrest. Um, it's kind of one stage before the taser. Oh goody! So. Um, <laughs> If one of our uh, illustrious boys in blue has accidentally let one of these off um, and has caused the evacuation of the airport and the surrounding area, um, could be a bit of an event, really. Mm. Okay, so well, well, I mean, yeah, we, we, we just wait. I'm amazed that you managed to use the word accidental discharge without, you know, bringing the show into disrepute. <laughs> that, that, that's because I'm a grown-up. Uh <laughs> huh. Well, Indeed. did you say accidental discharge? That's what she said. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I'm just glad. I don't know about you all, but I'm glad it wasn't dihydrogen monoxide. Well, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. That could have been a mess. Yeah. <laughs> or Al after a curry. Or Al after a curry. Yes, mm. absolutely. Oh, I had one earlier, actually. Yeah, I had the lamb rogan, Josh. Thank goodness. Oh. Thank goodness it's uh, it's down a line and not in the stack. Because as I say, it's the, the, your visit. To the uh, kitchen studio was a, was a terrifying experience. I'm not going to lie, Captain Al. Uh, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, more details uh, obviously uh, are, are coming in through this story all the time. But as I say, we thought we'd just give you a, an update as to uh, apparently. Apparently, in the chat room, Micah says he, he's been maced. Has he? Hmm. 
What, Micah? Yeah. What well, was one of those main medieval man. things? Like with, a, <laughs> with that steel ball with spikes He's on it? not that old. Stop it. Honestly. <laughs> oh, Micah, I am so sorry. If it's any consolation, it's nice that they're picking on someone else other than me. But anyway, that's just... Uh, uh, now, uh, we're going we're gonna, to uh, move on to um, some, uh, you know, uh, boring, boring old sort of stuff. But we do have some housekeeping to do, as Carlos alluded to earlier. So uh, if I can just uh, make it... Uh, work <laughs> yeah absolutely sorry i'm confusing things but uh, you start and i'll make it i'll make it happen okay there okay. we go yeah so as matt said we have got uh, a small piece of housekeeping to sort out this week and it's regarding the earl grey fund Yay. so we do have uh, a, a new donation um, been made this week by one of the listeners uh, so a big thank you to tony stubbings uh, he donated via the uh, the original paypal method via the website and uh, has donated to the El Grey Fund. Those of you who know who uh, donate to the fund know we cover all the fees and bits and pieces uh, attributed to the podcast with our fees from Libsyn and the uh, website server fees and bits and pieces and also the equipment. And, uh, and yeah, it helps us to, to bring the show to you I'll send you the week. bill for the ice cream. Okay, thanks for that. <laughs> good, good, uh, can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, um, obviously we, uh, we love all you guys who donate to the show. I very appreciate, appreciate all you guys who donate to the show. Yeah. Um, sure. But, uh, obviously, if you uh, are learning to fly, such as uh, I am, and uh, all your saving for a car or maybe uh, something else, like a holiday, and uh, we'd, be, uh, we'd rather you just keep your money and, uh, mm. and go on holiday. Absolutely. And, uh, but if you yeah, get your license. If you do enjoy the show and you can spare a few pence, then please, uh, you know, do do feel free. But uh, yes, so enough of that. Uh, it's um, now. I, I think uh, I think it's just worth no- noting that uh, I've had a couple of uh, I've had a call come in while we've been. Uh, oh, have we? We've been on air. We've so is it, is it from the police? It's not from is the police. No. No. no, 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 no. It's not or from Ofcom. <laughs> it's, uh, it's from Royal Jet. Wondering where their uh, where their, their star pilot, pilot is. Yeah, yeah. Their star <laughs> pilot. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, indeed. But uh, as they can't find him, um, they contacted us instead. So uh, I'm just going to bring up the just going to um, bring up this fader and uh, and uh, see who's there. Woohoo! Oh, hello! I didn't see you there. Um, well, uh, excuse me for my slightly uh, formal attire uh, today. I've only just come in from work, actually, Jeff, and uh, I thought I would uh, record you a little piece. But you just caught me reading the uh, Cockpit Confidential book, uh, everything you need to know about air travel. Um, I'm not sure the book's big enough for that, but uh, nonetheless, it was a very nice gift uh, from Micah uh, to me during the Farnborough event. But uh, anyway, hope all is well with you. And um, yeah, I'm sorry I can't be with you uh, in person today. Uh, unusually for a Friday, I'm actually going out in the evening. It's a friend of mine's um, birthday party, and she's having that just uh, four or five miles down the road here from where I live. And it's at an Indian restaurant, so it'll be nice. And uh, there'll be beer involved as well, so that's even better. Um, so uh, looking forward to that. But so uh, yeah, my apologies that I can't be with you here in person, as I say. But I'd just like to thank you very much indeed. And I know I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. Thank you so much, Jeff, for what a superb event that you made Farnborough into. And uh, everybody just keeps on talking about it. And uh, it's so nice to have a permanent record of it as well. And yeah, there was a lot of hard work behind the scenes uh, by everybody, actually. Um, but nonetheless, uh, your contribution was absolutely fantastic. And it made for a very entertaining evening. So thank you very much indeed for that. 
And thanks also for turning up on the show today as well. That's, that's really nice for you to spare your time to uh, uh, get on to uh, Carlos and Matt's show as well. That's, uh, that's really, really good indeed. So well done. Anyway, I hope you've had a good week flying and um, I look forward to speaking to you again soon at some time. Take care. Bye for now. Oh, wasn't that nice? Thanks, Nev. Oh, now I'm from <laughs> Nev. It's just a bit like this is your life, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you else. Do you all know something? Am I sick? Am I, am I dying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. No, let's hope not. Let's hope not. But, uh, yeah, so no thanks, Nev. Seriously, he sent us some video yeah. feedback, which is nice. Do feel free to send us video feedback if you want to, by the way. We are able to do all sorts of... Oh, I'll of... do that. I'll, I'll send you some video feedback. <laughs> <laughs> video feedback that's family-friendly, family-friendly. Okay, anyway, so Carlos, we, so next we're going to... We, we did... We did have, we have also had uh, a, a, a recording sent in from uh, His Royal Highness, uh, Prince of Wales, sent in. Right. He obviously knew that Jeff was going to be on uh, on the show today. Okay. No, I'm only, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Splendid. Uh, so, but we do have another piece of feedback. We, we do. We're going to play. We do. If that's okay. So, and uh, uh, it's from uh, one of our awesome listeners who is in the chat room tonight. Excellent. Okay, let's go. Hello, Carlos and Matt. This is uh, Shortbacher from the Netherlands with a bit of audio feedback. Um, you requested uh, more feedback several times, so I decided to record some. Um, I've been thinking quite a bit about what to record. Um, I can easily fill one hour by explaining why Airbus is so much better than Boeing, but uh, that will only upset Carlos and well, there are other shows that are better at that. No, just kidding. Um, I think uh, stories is um, something we all like to hear. So I think um, I will record several stories for you. Um, this is the first one. So let's see how it goes and if you like it. Um, I'm not the storyteller like uh, Main Man Micah or Captain Nick, but uh, can give it a try and um, well yeah we all love stories so um, I think it will uh, it will be okay um, it's about my love and hate relationship uh, with the MD-80 the mad dog the Douglas MD-80 it's um, yeah well the second version of the DC-9 so to speak it's the airplane Captain Jeff flies and yes of course I should uh, probably send this to Captain Jeff but um, on the APG show they have too much uh, feedback and you guys um, request more feedback so I decided to send it to you and if you um, broadcast this uh, I can try to plug it in uh, Captain Jeff's uh, show afterwards um, yeah my first um, moment with the uh, MD-80 was a disappointment and uh, well that was mainly my own fault and I'll get back to that uh, it was my first flight in, uh, in a commercial uh, jetliner. Um, I was uh, 25, I think. That's uh, probably a bit late. Um, lots of friends and uh, classmates had uh, done several flights when, uh, yeah, when my parents decided uh, to go on holiday by car all the time. So, um, 25, first flight, it was an MD-80 and I didn't know that. Um, I didn't know a thing about uh, commercial aviation. Yeah, I knew uh, Boeing and Airbus, so I expected to fly a Boeing uh, or at least an Airbus. And um, yeah, well, it uh, it turned out to be an MD-80. My flight from uh, 
Amsterdam to uh, Milano or um, Amsterdam to uh, Milan. Um, it was an Alitalia flight and um, I thought it was quite noisy and well that's my own fault I had never done a flight and I didn't didn't ever think uh, about uh, noise levels so that was quite a disappointment and afterwards I asked uh, one of the flight attendants which uh, airplane this was and uh, she said well this is the Super 80 and uh, at that moment I thought well uh, you can leave the Super out because uh, it wasn't all that super um, I had a seat uh, not in the back because there the engines are in the back uh, I was uh, in the center of the plane somewhere um, in the region of the wings I think uh, it was not the, the, the noisy part of the airplane um, second flight was from uh, Palermo to uh, uh, Milan and that was the same holiday that was my return flight and then from uh, Milan to Amsterdam um, yeah both of those uh, occasions I thought well okay I've seen uh, the Douglas I've seen even the McDonnell Douglas and uh, now I want uh, a Boeing uh, or at least an Airbus and no way it was still the MD-80 and I didn't know of course that in those days the uh, MD-80 was the workhorse of Alitalia and no chance to fly anything else uh, so I ended up with uh, three times the Mad Dog and yeah a bit, uh, a bit disappointed to be honest um, in the, the, the years that, uh, that followed I uh, flew a lot well a lot what is a lot uh, a couple of dozen flights with uh, all sorts of airplanes uh, Boeing's Airbuses um, um, uh, narrow bodies and wide bodies and well they're basically all the same so in retrospect uh, my flights with the, the Maddock were not that bad but um, yeah it was my own inexperience um, well the love part of the MD-80 came with uh, flight simming and um, I started that uh, years ago and um, I took a subscription on uh, on a magazine and that's uh, that's called PC Pilot and with that uh, subscri subscription I got a present uh, and that was a, a simulation of the, uh, the MD-80 um, and I, I've made uh, 50, 60 flights uh, with, uh, with that uh, simulation and learned the airplane, um, learned most of the systems and uh, I joined uh, a virtual airline and that's uh, Alitalia Virtual um, well I love Italy and I speak the language so Alitalia Virtual was uh, was a good choice and I could fly that MD-80 because at that moment uh, the MD-80 was the only airplane I could fly or I was uh, able to fly or felt confident in and um, uh, the MD-80 has, uh, has been retired with uh, Alitalia um, they had their last flight uh, a couple of years ago but uh, then the uh, virtual airline Alitalia Virtual decided to dedicate um, a, a tour to what they call the uh, Ottantone and that's um, that's a very respectful of respectful way of saying big 80 and um, yeah you were only allowed to fly that MD-80 and you could not use an, uh, an Airbus or a Boeing for that and, I think uh, there's uh, there's a lot of love and appreciation in that uh, community and um, well 
uh, with me as well. So this is uh, my story about the MD80. I hope you like it and um, well, bye bye. Well, a massive thank you to Shirt for that feedback. That's been absolutely fantastic to hear you on there. And thanks for your story. And uh, I'm sure Jeff appreciates uh, the uh, chat about the Mad Dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of used to uh, getting a lot of negative comments about the airplane that I fly in. <laughs> hey, I was that guy um, before I actually ended up flying it, <laughs> reluctantly. Is but, that, is uh, that, have you got a favorite? Because you, obviously you, th you fly all the MD series, Jeff. Is there one, you know, the MD-80, 88, the 90, is there a, one that you prefer to fly, or are they all the same? They each has its um, pluses and minuses, but um, overall, if I had to choose one or the other, I would choose the 88. And uh, I don't know. It just uh, is that because it, it comes it with fitter cabin crew. <laughs> What's that? Is that because the MD88 comes with better looking cabin crew? Well, uh, sadly, no. It has nothing to do with it. Actually, the 90 has one extra uh, flight attendant or cabin crew uh, because of its increased capacity. It holds up to 160. Um, but um, yeah, so you have uh, that, a better chance of having an attractive <laughs> cabin crew with the MD-90, actually. But, so, um, yeah, it's got better reverse, uh, like the engine's better on the 90, the uh, uh, brakes are better. But it has this annoying propensity to be very unstable uh, in, the, um, in the pitch uh, plane uh, in flight. And like it kind of tends crew, to... <laughs> Pardon me? Yeah, unstable, but like cabin crew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but it kind of, it kind of, uh, we we call it like porpoises, like a like a dolphin or a porpoise in the uh, water. It kind of tends to kind of just seek and search and can never <laughs> seem to trim. It's just annoying. So. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Now, listen. Before we uh, obviously, you can't have the legend that is. Um, Captain Jeff on the show, and we 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 have to talk about the the, the phenomenon that really is uh, your brainchild, essentially the APG show. So I mean, uh, people in the chat room, this is your opportunity now to uh, get some questions uh, answered by the mate, the legend that is Captain Jeff. So uh, so how did it all start? I mean, obviously obviously you've had a passion for aviation for for well probably a number of years um he says trying to be diplomatic how how, how did it all come about i mean w w how did it all start the the flying or the show uh well, well uh, let's start with flying and then we'll we'll work our way up to apg but uh, oh, okay well i've always ever since i was a young a young person a kid uh loved everything to do with flying i was a kid in the backyard with a little tiny model airplane flying around and pretending that I was landing on various places and, you know, just couldn't imagine doing anything else with my life other than flying airplanes. And, um, yeah, so that just uh, was a seed that was planted in me probably from going, well, seeing things on TV, mm. seeing military airplanes flying over the top of my house all the time. We lived very close by a, a naval air station. Uh, that The final approach, short final approach, was right over the top of our neighborhood. Um, let's see, going to the Los Angeles International Airport, you know, to pick up and take family and friends, uh, seeing the, um, the, the pilot crew members, uh, walking through the terminal and their nice looking uniforms and the smell of, uh, burnt jet fuel was just intoxicating to me. In fact, I think we should make some kind of a cologne 
burnt jet fuel. <laughs> um, but I still love it. I go out there sometimes doing the walk around and I smell it and I go, wow, I love that smell. Um, and um, so time went on and uh, I had to make a decision uh, when I went off to college whether I wanted to continue to pursue my uh, idea of flying airliners for a living or do something else. I was also heavily involved with music. and uh, But uh, ironically, I ended up going off to college thinking I was going to be an engineer, uh, a computer engineer. But uh, the more I uh, was struggling with consumer, I mean not consumer, computer engineering and then electrical engineering, I realized, you know, I really want to fly airplanes for a living. And I didn't necessarily want to fly, you know, fast jets like Captain Nick and the uh, Air Force. I just wanted to fly big transport aircraft, taking people from, you know, one place to another. That was my dream. So... I realized at a point in college that uh, to to attain my dream, I would have to go into the military. So I um, went ahead and enrolled in the aviation management program at Auburn University. And then after I graduated, I headed down to uh, Texas and went through officer training school. And then after I became a second lieutenant, then started my pilot training in the Air Force, did that for a little over seven years. And then I... Uh, got out and was hired by ACME back in December of 1988, almost 28 years ago. And so that's a very, very brief uh, history of my, of my flying. Wow, it's uh, it's uh, and and it's 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 quite it's quite clear. I mean, obviously, because you do um, APG as well. I mean, it's it's the thing that always fascinates me is is once you've got a a, a real love of aviation, it is really is something that doesn't leave you, is it? I mean, dominates you, you, you life. Just, you just you just mm -hmm. you never get bored of it. I mean, it's just a, an amazing, mm -hmm. an amazing thing. Well, I've always, you know, I went off to uh, Georgia Tech uh, computer science and uh, com you know computer engineering. And so I've always kind of had a propensity toward uh, technology, computers, you know, gadgets. Mm. And back in 2005, I started listening to podcasts and I got involved with a uh, global podcasting network in 2006. And for several years, I was just kind of a behind the scenes person uh, at this network. And then in 2009, I just couldn't stand it anymore. I wanted to be uh, someone who was in front of a microphone and could actually play with all these gadgets, yeah. microphones and mixers. And you understand, Matt. I do. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Although I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, um, I'm reluctantly in front of the microphone. I think uh, any, anybody who's, who's spoken to me knows that it's, uh, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm the backroom guy. I'm, I'm the guy that likes doing all But you do tech. have a natural talent though, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far but uh, it's just uh, yeah it, it's it, it is it's uh, I mean and I, I love doing this it's like because um, and, and I, I blame you entirely for this Jeff by the way because Carlos was doing a podcast quite happily and on his own and then he decided that this this show that he listens to on a regular basis started doing video and that he wanted to do something similar and <laughs> thus my weekly nightmare commenced tis your uh, fault Jeff <laughs> yeah, tis your absolutely, fault absolutely but uh, well you're welcome but now it's all <laughs> stable much. and calmly it's it's Fine, isn't it? Yes, yes. It, 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 it well, could... if I hadn't have got you, Matt, I'd have, I'd have got Al in on the case. Well, absolutely. Well, yeah, so, well, that's yeah, true. Exactly. That is true. Uh, no, no, Matt is irreplaceable. <laughs> Who else can you call on a Friday night and say, 
look, I need to join all of these Skype feeds together and <laughs> the world well, in is, HD. There is that. Anyway, moving on. Uh, uh, so in, no money. <laughs> in, in, your, uh, in, your, in your flying career, obviously, Jeff, you, you started in the military and you, you got to fly some pretty awesome uh, t- uh, aircraft in the military. But you also, uh, in your commercial career, have, have managed to fly on some pretty uh, iconic aircraft as well, including the 727. But more importantly, you've uh, flown on the best aircraft ever produced, the L-1011 TriStar. Oh, oh what a piece of junk that thing is. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you how many horrible stories I have flying that aer- No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I know that Carlos' favorite <laughs> airplane is the L-1011. And actually, it's mine as well. So, oh, no, don't um, tell him that. Oh, blimey. <laughs> beautifully engineered airplane. Um, I was flying the 727 for many years. I've, I was uh, a second officer or a, a flight engineer on it for a year and a half, and then I moved to the right seat on it um, for seven years. And when I got the bid to fly the L-1011 right seat, um, I was told by my best friend at the time that, oh, you are going to love this airplane. It's better. It's even better than the 727. And I said, there is no way that there's any airplane that could possibly be better or fly better than the 727. And then reluctantly, about a month after I had been flying it on the line, I called him up and I said, well, uh, you're right. It is actually better than the 727. Great hand-flying airplane, uh, beautifully engineered airplane. You know, and amazing redundancies, well. etc. And yeah. quite fast as well. Though. It was at no, yeah. it was a point eight five or eight six. Point point eight six point eight seven was mm. a normal uh, standard Mach speed for us. Um, it could get up close to point nine uh, wow. without a problem. And you look at the airplane and it looks like kind of a big plump kind of a fuselage and. You wouldn't think that it would be a fast airplane, but it really, really is, uh, and it's very comfortable. Um, yeah, just a, a great airplane. Uh, it's a shame. Nothing it's a bad shame to they're say all going, going now. There's not. There's, I think there's only one. Is there one? I think left flying in the in the world now. I think off the top of my head, Orbital Sciences. I think have still got one um, flying. But uh, it's, a, it's a terrible. Well, rust, shame. corrosion, and cobwebs are not a good <laughs> invitation for passengers, are they? <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there is that. So, so how did the um, the whole um, uh, the whole APG obviously? So you, you've got a love of sort of technology and things like that. So, yeah. so, so how so, did how did it all? How did APG come about? What um, what spurred you on to do that? So this is not the way that you should start a podcast. You should start a podcast because you have a passion about whatever it is you're going to talk about. (laughs) And I do have a a passion for aviation, but I had more of a passion for uh, playing with all these toys, uh, all this audio equipment, learning how to do audio editing, etc. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to start my own show. What the heck am I going to talk about? And I thought, well, I'll talk about something I know something about. And then I made a very, very short list, and the only thing I really knew anything about and had any credibility at all talking about would be flying, you know, my job and my perspective um, about my job and my experiences, et cetera, because we all know as pilots that when we end up going to any kind of a, a social gathering or whatever and somebody finds out that you're a pilot and even an airline pilot or a military pilot, whatever, uh, then all of a sudden they kind of look interested and they, they start asking questions about our job, about you know our lifestyle, what happens on layovers, all this kind of stuff. So you know, I'm sure that all of you listening uh, understand what I'm saying there. So 
um, I knew that if I did a show about this, and I went on and looked at some of these podcasts in uh, in aviation, and I, I really didn't see anybody doing you know the kind of thing that I wanted to do, and so I thought, well, there there there's a space for me in my little show. So back in oh, and I was with a, a Catholic. Um, podcasting network at the time. I was mm. on the board of directors and uh, I thought, okay, if I'm going to start a show, it has to do something with being Catholic because I'm part of this <laughs> this uh, network. So I thought, okay, uh, let's see, Catholic and flying Catholic pilot. So I decided that's what I would call my show. And I found out very, very quickly that most people that were listening to the show really didn't have any interest at all what I had to say about my Catholic faith. They were more interested in my flying. And uh, after about a year and a half, I decided to rebrand it because I'm thinking I'm, I think, unnecessarily narrowing my audience and my reach because people will see the Catholic thing in there and go, I'm not going to listen to that. Because you know, so. it just mentions religion and, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? In fact, um, I've, I, I very, very, very uh, rarely get any kind of a negative uh, feedback from anybody about anything that we talk about on the show. But mm. back when I was doing the Catholic pilot thing, the negative feedback that I got had nothing to do with the flying part of it. It had to right. do with the, the faith, the religion part of it. So um, it's uh, so nice to be now in a in a world of aviation where everybody's kind of on the same page. Mm. We all love it. And nobody uh, really is, you know, na it's like, don't talk about faith, don't talk about religion, uh, <laughs> yeah. don't take out, talk about politics. politics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, without, you know, there's so many controversial areas out there that people really delve into. And I'm not a, uh, I, I, I'm, I don't like to fight with mm. people. And uh, so it's nice that uh, the world of aviation, everybody is, again, like on the same page. We're all excited about aviation. And uh, so anyway, that's basically... Uh, what happened? I just uh, converted or uh, transformed the show into just a generic aviation program. Just mm. this pilot that likes to talk about things in the news, kind of give my perspective about it, my opinion about it, and then uh, start answering people's questions, which we all do when we go to, you know, cocktail parties and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it started to grow and grow. And I, I used to be at a point where I could always answer everybody's feedback. But uh, we have grown to be such a large, uh, or the audience has grown so much, and we get so much feedback. I say we because I started, uh, I had a, a, asked a couple people to become crew members with me mm. on the show, co-hosts, and, um, and the thing has just exploded. So. so Now, on the subject of questions, actually, Pip said he's got a question yeah. for, uh, for oh. you. So uh, if you're uh, there, are you still there, Pip? Yeah, I'm I'm still here. I'm still here, I think. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jude. I mean, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of co-hosts, question from the from the chat room. Of the yeah. three co-hosts, who is your favorite? And that comes from Nick in the chat room. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay does it. Well, of course, I have a favorite, but I'm, I'm, I can't say. It's just like my children, true. you know. I, yeah. <laughs> it's unfair to uh, – because I, I think of all of one. them as my children, even though strangely – uh, Nick is several years older than me, but um, <laughs> not not too many years older than me. But, uh, enough, uh, enough that matters. Yeah, <laughs> I love them all. No, I've got um, a serious question. And they're all special in their own way. How's that? That's very, that's very good. Go that's on, very Pip. Good, sorry. Very good. Pip says he's got another question. Brace yourself. What have you got then? Pip? Okay, we can work no, it a out. Serious question. Jeff, have you um, got any 
regrets or opportunities that you missed that you wish you'd really grabbed with both hands or anything you want to try and rectify in the years you've got left of your, your career? Yeah, um, getting involved with people like uh, Pilot Pip, Captain Al, <laughs> um, Matt, Dr. Steph, Captain Nick, Miami Rick, and all of you. I, I really... Um, I really regret it all, actually, yeah. now that I'm thinking about it. I'm yeah. quite sad. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, no, you know what? I I really have had a wonderful life, and I, you know, of course, you know, you could always go back and find, you know, bumps in the road and that mm -hmm. kind of thing, but I, I don't think I would do it differently. I wouldn't want to go back and change anything. I really don't have any regrets. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's it's one of those. It's also it's uh, sort of the I, I, I'm a great believer of what I call the glass half full approach, you know, where it's um, you know, we're, we're all thrown curveballs that uh, can make life quite challenging. But it, it's what you do with that. It's what you do with it, isn't it? That's that's more. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, all of us are on that long and winding road mm -hmm. and um, it's it's something that we we all deal with in our own way. And um, I tend to focus on the positives in my life and I kind of look away at the negatives and fortunately I don't have a lot of negatives Fantastic. You know, except I remember, for my personality I remember, and my looks <laughs> I can remember back, back so much, so long ago, and it seems like ages ago now when I first listened to uh, to APG and it was when Jeff was on his own Yeah. and you know there wasn't uh, any Nick, Rick or Steph there mm. with him and, um, it, you know, and the show was amazing then with just Jeff doing the show, but you know now we obviously with the with the other co-hosts and that like that you have now, uh, uh, Jeff. That the show is just you know it's just a a global phenomenon. I think mm -hmm. yeah, I think yeah, that's so, a fair word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know it's it's um, it, there was a there, certain things about doing it by myself that I really enjoyed, mm. but selfishly uh, and honestly uh, bringing in other people uh, has made it in, in many ways easier for me because I don't feel like I have to be constantly talking yeah. um, and I can interact with other people and we can have fun I mean that's you know obviously you have fun on your show we do the same <laughs> at the airline pilot guy show uh, we'd like to joke around and uh, and talk about something that we're passionate about mm. so uh, I, th uh, I think actually uh, one of one of the things I remember most from because uh, we we sort of covered a similar topic uh, at the big Farnborough meetup, and uh, one of the things that I remember Nick saying actually, which I thought was really poignant, it was quite nice actually, because it sort of it showed you know how how well you guys get on actually is the fact that he said that he loves being part of the APG, but he reckons one one of the saddest things about APG as it is now is that they don't get to hear anywhere near as much of you uh, as they used to, and 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 he sort of felt that was a, that was a bit sad, a bit of a shame really but uh, i suppose it's uh, things have to evolve Nick said that yeah he did yeah yeah I, wow i have video evidence of it and everything <laughs> I, I i still have the farm meetup on my hard drive so yeah. yeah i remember when he said that as well and and that was very very nice of him mm -hmm. to say so and um but yeah i if i had to choose you know the the way i used to do it just mm -hmm. by myself yeah. and uh, you know, like uh, yesterday, right? Um, or, you know, choose the way it is today. I would definitely go for the crew. Um, and it, this whole thing has exploded into an amazing uh, APG community. Yeah. And it continues to grow. And it's just, I, I, I'm kind of like a, a dad, a father, looking at all this going on and, and just kind of sit back and just smile. Because, you know, I really, 
not much of it had anything to do with me. It, all, it was all the people that were getting together to form a community. Naturally, no, I, mean, I, I get that. But, show. but you, you are what I, what I best, you are like the, the spearhead, if you like. I mean, okay, you aren't perhaps directly responsible for for what it has become, but you are. You're you're almost like the focus of it, if you like. People people mm. use the show that you created to. To you know, create this amazing podcast community that that, that you speak of, and uh, you know, I mean, we, I mean, we find exactly the same thing thing here, and and, and a lot of that is basically riding on your coat coattails. I think there's no two ways about that, but it's just well, you go ahead and ride along. I don't care, you know. <laughs> it, it, and I've I've told people that, and I don't know if people believe me or not, but they talk about you know, like your your show has exploded, and you know, the audience is growing like crazy, and I'm thinking, well, I don't really care, as long as I can just. Be be with my friends talking about stuff yeah. I like to talk yeah. about. I don't care how many people you know watch it, how many people download it, mm. whatever. I, I really, I mean, I care, but I, it's not like something that consumes no, me. It, it, it's just like okay, if the, cool. if the numbers suddenly dropped off, you wouldn't you wouldn't stop doing it because you're doing no it because you I'm love not doing, doing it yeah. for that. Yeah. The reason why I'm doing it is just uh, I feel like uh, the um, my career and aviation has been so good to me mm. that I want to kind of give something back. And yeah. this is my way of giving back and helping people. There's so many people who listen to the show that are want to do what we do mm. for a living or something in the aviation field, and they get encouragement and um, uh, advice sometimes, and uh, they learn things about our world. And mm. uh, we get feedback all the time now from people saying, hey, uh, it was listening to your show that kind of kept me going, kept me motivated, kept me encouraged to continue to do what I wanted to do for a living. And that's mm. you know like one of the best things about doing this is that we're helping other people. And, um, but I also enjoy, you know, the whole entertainment aspect of it. It's, um, it's a, a lot of fun. And then doing meetups is another great, uh, part of it where these people that, uh, I interact with online and I, I just know their names and then I get to meet them in real life. It's, uh, always a, an amazing, wonderful thing. Uh, it's just blessings. That's all I can say. Is, I, I mean, my, what, my first, uh, my first experience of it, if you like, was was this this meetup that you organised at, at Farnborough, and I mean, it's so, such an honour to be part of such a, an epic event, and I'm sure I speak for both uh, Al and Pip um, yeah. when I say this. I mean, it was just such an amazing weekend. I mean, it really, and I think Micah, Micah said it quite well as well in, in the fact that uh, I, I mean, I remember I remember sitting there in um, I, I can't remember the name of the bar because because I didn't get there till quite late, did I? And you came oh, and picked it's, me up. Oh, uh, there's the station and it was, was just it the eleanor rigby yeah <laughs> right okay uh, <laughs> there's obviously a game going i don't on think here. so yeah <laughs> no, i don't think it was that but i was sitting there and and i because I, I got there quite late and i was just sitting there listening to all these conversations going on and i, I could hear i could hear, hear captain jeff over there and i could hear uh, pasadena brian over there and i could hear the main man micah behind me carlos whose voice i'm sick of hearing uh and, and then um sort of like alan it was just it was just ri such a bizarre thing it was just so amazing to have all these people in the same room all at the same time and um as i say to 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 allow um me to have a small part in the the the, the live show that we did on on that weekend was just oh, it was just uh, it's a, a memory that will stay with me for as long as i live because it yeah. was just such uh, an amazing you're, you're so modest matt such a small part of it that you were involved with come on <laughs> no 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 no. i mean nev did all Are the hard work I, 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 wow. just, I just pressed a few buttons and made some cameras work uh -huh. nev did all the hard work but it was just uh, it was, the satellite uh, was useful i won't lie that uh, that helped immensely but uh, and unfortunately it doesn't work in the states otherwise i could lend it to you for for what you've got uh, lined up in pittsburgh but um, yeah, 
Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, you know, it's going to be hard to top uh, the the meetup uh, and live recording that we did in uh, Farnborough in July. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, we'll try. We'll continue to strive to. Uh, <laughs> Do things better and better as we go on, I guess. And I don't think anybody's actually got over the uh, the Captain Al uh, Doctor Steph uh, uh, chicken, <laughs> chicken nugget eating nugget. Yeah. contest. That was uh, that was a slightly. Does anybody fight. ever get over Captain Al? Well, no, indeed. Really? <laughs> oh, careful, careful. <laughs> family show, Captain Al. Family show. <laughs> well, yeah, I've just had the wife's lawyers send me a text message, so these have been my comments earlier. So, uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying a word. No, okay, okay. Oh dear. Right. <laughs> so, so obviously, oh, darling. So, uh, I, um, yeah, here comes the sun. Right. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> so, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Yeah. Obviously, Acme Airlines is, is a huge airline over in the states. Um, I mean, do you obviously there's a lot of pilots and, and crew work for the airline. Do you ever get any of the um, the people you work with? Uh, listen to the show, any of the other pilots and, and crew who come up to you and say, "Hey, I listened to the show last night. Great show, Jeff." Uh, don't get that very often. Occasionally I'll fly with someone who probably had flown with me before and I'd mentioned this thing that we do on the side. Hmm. Um, and they, they listen, but I always joke around with them, uh, that, uh, when they hear about the show and I, I, you know, they write down the, uh, website address, the uh, podcast name and say, well, don't listen to it for a few weeks, you know, because <laughs> I'll probably be talking about you and how bad you fly the airplane. <laughs> uh, but, you know, of course we'd never do that, no. but, um. Um, yeah, occasionally, um, um, but can, can not I just a lot say of folks are into this kind of thing. For a moment of seriousness, I know it's a bit out of character, uh, but I do fly with uh, a listener for uh, APG and Plane Talking UK on a fairly regular basis, and I did say that uh, next time I was chatting to Jeff that I'd uh, put a shout out, so uh, it, it's my friend Chris, uh, he'll know who he is, uh, Chris will suffice, uh, but he's a listener and we, we quite often chat uh, on the flight deck about what has been in the show, and in fact, oh, cool. both shows. Wow, blimey, very That's cool. great. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, he tells I, me I he do doesn't listen get... to Pips. Go ahead, Al. Um, uh, and I don't blame him actually. <laughs> okay. What do you say about Pip? I think I interrupted you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says he doesn't listen to it, and I don't blame him. Right. No, <laughs> actually, in all seriousness, <laughs> he does listen to Pips. He listens to uh, to uh, Plane Talking UK. Uh, Plane Safety and uh, the APG, amongst many, many other non-aviation podcasts, and, he, and he's a big fan. So, uh, hello, Chris. Oh. Oh, hey, sure. Chris. <laughs> hello, Chris. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, so, oh, we not, we're not allowed his surname, I suppose. That would be a step too far. No. Just so. No, yeah, that would be a step Chris too Smith. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Mr. Smith. Generic Chris. Just, okay. just one last question for me, Jeff. I know yeah. it's one you've been asked quite a few times, I think, before. But um, obviously with all the changes that are going on uh, within within a lot of different airlines in the States and stuff, obviously uh, with Acme getting it's kind of phasing out, I suppose, over the next few years, the mad dog. Um, with the with the choice being of of kind of, of a mixed fleet of Boeing and Airbus aircraft, is there is there any sort of preferential choice really for you moving on? Obviously, you'll you'll move on to to a kind of like narrow bodied still aircraft such as the three twenty or the seven three. Any preference at all, really? What you or are you just not that bothered as long as it's absolutely. Um, that's uh, that's a great question. I get that a lot, and um, and it's not. You know, if you look at where I am on the seniority list, my number is like 2,200 out of 13,000 plus wow, pilots. Wow. I'm, I'm in the top, I don't know, 20% or higher uh, in the entire seniority list at this airline that I fly for. 
Um, and uh, I could fly just about every airplane that we have in the fleet except the 747, the 777. And I think on this last bid, the next time, last time I checked, I, I could be like what we call the plug, the the last person on the seniority list as a captain on the A330. So, uh, and that's all in Atlanta. If I wanted to, I could probably fly most everything except the, the uh, 747 if I wanted to fly out of a base like New York or uh, one of our other bases. But I don't, really don't want to do that. I, I'd rather, you know, start and end my trips in the city where I live uh, because that's just. Can I ask a question, I don't Jeff? Start commu- hmm? Can I ask a quick question? Yes. Yes, you were talking about this a couple of episodes ago, and I was going to send you some feedback, but I'll ask now. You mentioned uh-huh. that the pay rates are different on different fleets. Um, why is it that someone flying an A320, who's doing exactly the same trips as you are, is getting paid more than your hourly rate? Does that cheese you off a bit? That's what I'm wondering, it, too. Yes, yes. Tell me why. Tell me why. <laughs> it's an archaic formula that uh, the Airline Pilots Association, when it started representing pilots way back when, uh, came up with. And most of the airlines here in the United States still use to determine pay rates. And we, you know, we don't get salaries. And again, I'm talking for my airline and most of the legacy carriers and major airlines here in, in, in the United States. Um, but we get paid by the hour. We're out actually hourly wage yeah. earners. But I mean, is is there some logic behind that though? You know, a guy on the A320 is doing exactly the same trips you're doing. Why is the, I know. the pay I, different? I I don't see a lot of times. There's not a logic, a lot of logic involved. Um, it's just this this formula that uh, has been used for you know based on the 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 speed of the airplane, uh, the cargo ca- carrying capability of the airplane, number of passengers. Uh, Etc. Uh, and they come up with this magic number that this is going to be the pay rate on this airplane. But I'm like saying the same thing you are, uh, Pip. Like, why is it that mo- a lot of the times uh, I'm, I'm carrying more passengers than the uh, narrow body Airbuses are, flying the same kind of trips, but they are getting what, like uh, five to ten dollars more per hour than I am? It's not a big, you know, difference between the pay rates, but. Um, it, there is a, a difference. Does it ever make and, you want uh, to twist and shout? Yes, it does. <laughs> it really, really does. I sense. Shout. I said. I smell a small rat here somewhere. There's. There's some game no, being played Matt. here. No. Okay. Oh, 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 and everyone's what? got something to hide, Matt, except me and my monkey. <laughs> Alongside that question you've what? just asked, actually, Pip Owen's Owen in the chat room, who we had on the show last week. Um, has asked a question. How about the cabin crew, uh, Jeff? Are they paid differently on different fleets uh, of aircraft in Acme? Uh, that's a good question. I don't think they are. I think that uh, because they're qualified to fly all the fleets, and so they'll go. You know, they'll they'll bid for their trips for a month, and they may do one trip that's an international flight on the triple seven or seven forty seven A three thirty. And then the next week, they may be doing a, a domestic trip on the Boeing 717, the uh, Mad Dogs, whatever. Um, and I don't believe, I could be wrong about that, but I think that they get paid on their longevity, you know, how long they've been with the company and not the type of airplane that they're working on. Uh, but getting back to your question, uh, Carlos, about the, um, you know, what is my next airplane? And yeah. I have a little bit more than seven years to go unless they you know, raise Woo-hoo. the retirement age again. 
And um, I, as I say to a lot of people, I think I have one school left in me, another uh, another type rating left in me, maybe more. But uh, you know, I'm getting old, and this is <laughs> it, it gets harder and harder to uh, to do as you get on with age because there's a lot of stuff that you got to learn, a lot of things that you have to perform in the simulator, et cetera. But um, my uh, next likely airplane category will be uh, a large category here in Atlanta where they've grouped the 757, the 767 domestic, and 767 international airplanes, the fleets, all together in one huge category. And uh, so I, I will be most likely in my next airplane flying wide bodies and narrows and uh, flying a mix of international and domestic trips. So that's my plan. Yeah, my, Myla in the chat room was just saying, actually, one of her questions was, what were your plans for the future? Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, so you've kind of sort of summed up really there that, uh, you know, that is, that's really your plan for the future. Right. I, um, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I think I'll shy away from doing 100% kind of long haul flying, the kind of stuff that Captain Nick does and Miami Rick does, because I, I actually enjoy flying the shorter trips, uh, flying in the domestic United States, uh, staying uh, at most maybe three hours time zone difference from my body's time zone. Um, and it, I think that, you know, gets harder and harder as you grow older, um, you know, to, you know, battle through all of those time zones every week. And it just takes longer and longer to recover from it. Um, so um, anyway, I like the idea of flying a category where I can do mostly nice uh, domestic trips um, maybe coast to coast, New York, San Francisco, that kind of thing. And then occasionally flying to London, although I don't really know anybody over there that I could visit, but, um, perhaps, um, I could go to, uh, somewhere well, like, uh, I'm, I'm in London loads. If you're ever in London, just shout. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of people that I know over there. Never heard of anyone. <laughs> or yeah. in that, in that area of that, the UK. Yeah, in the UK, uh, yeah, so. absolutely. Now, it, it, we are, I'm afraid, I'm sorry to say, reaching that point where we have to bring the show to a close, I'm afraid, but we always ask. I, I thought we were going to do them. I thought we were going to do. I thought we were going to do the military. Yeah, we've no, we, 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 run no. a bit long. Yeah, we, we, we run, Do you know how much I enjoy oh. the military? I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, <laughs> there's just no pleasing some people, is there? Uh, right, uh. okay. Uh, so, anyway, uh, sorry about that. Uh, I'm going to ask the question we ask all uh, pilots um, when, when they come on the show. Uh, if you could fly any aircraft, uh, either, um, either in service now or retired, or retired uh, any aircraft in history and you had your type rating for it, what aircraft would you most loved, not the <laughs> TriStar, uh, what aircraft right. would you most love to fly or have a go at flying? I have to just choose one. Uh, well, you can you can maybe do a like a, a sort of top three, top maybe. three, top three. Okay. Seeing as you're such I, a special, I would have loved guest. to have flown the Concorde. Yeah. Um, uh, oddly enough, uh, an airplane, a huge airplane like the Spruce Goose, would have been ah. uh, kind of a cool thing to fly. I've just always loved uh, flying boats. Mm -hmm. And um, what else? Not well, I've already flown the TriStar. <laughs> 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 Boring. Yeah. So no, I, you've I missed your opportunity here. You could have done number what? three. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm number not gonna, two. No, number three. No, no, I'm trying to. I'm trying um, to. I'm trying to. Number, you know, number one, one, then, Jeff. Yeah. 
<laughs> I would like to I would like to fly the 747, but um, mm. for a while there, I I thought, well, that's never going to happen because Acme didn't have any, and then we merged with another airline, and uh, they had 747s, but mm. sadly, we're retiring them. So by the time I'll ever have the seniority to fly that airplane, it'll be all gone from the property. So. <laughs> Yeah, yep. well, there we are. Well, look, look Jeff, I, 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 words fail me with regard to how much of a pleasure it has been to <laughs> finally have you on our show. Thank you so much for being so generous with your oh. time. In case somebody has been uh, basically stuck under a rock Asleep. and has never heard yeah. of the Airline Pilot Guy show, uh, how do they go about listening to your fabulous show? Well, they can go to AirlinePilotGuy.com, and there you'll find all the myriad of ways that you can listen to the show. We're, we're on YouTube. We do the same kind of thing that Carlos and Matt do with the Plane Talking UK podcast. In fact, that's the platform we use, YouTube streaming, to record the show. Um, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, all those places are... Basically, any decent podcast engine, if you put Airline Pilot yeah. Guy into it, you will find this fabulous show. And you're on Twitter yeah. as well, aren't you, Jeff? You've got uh, quite an active Twitter. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we have a group Twitter uh, ID called at Crew where you can reach all four of us, uh, Dr. Steph, Miami Rick, and Captain Nick, and I. And then we also uh, have individual uh, Twitter IDs, and obviously mine is Airline Pilot Guy. Quite right. And uh, we also have a Facebook page, Airline Pilot Guy. It, you you kind of see the common theme here. Indeed. <laughs> no, noting a theme. So uh, so our, our other guests, and uh, who have been on the show with us, our other guest co-hosts this evening. So Pilot Pip... Mr. Pips, uh, where uh, where can people find out more about your fantastic show, the Plane Safety Podcast? They can Somebody find wake out up about up. my fantastic <laughs> show at planesafetypodcast.com. And all the usual places, Twitter, Facebook, the Nottingham Post, primarily. When's our aviation correspondent? <laughs> <laughs> I could be with quality writing like that. Yeah, well, indeed, that's it. I was, was going to ask uh, uh, Pip, when's the next show due out? Any idea? Ah, uh, don't ask me questions like that. Okay, right. Who knows? <laughs> okay. No, Who knows? no, this week, I, I, I wanted to record this week just finished, but uh, I didn't uh, get round to it. I think, to you know, I, I definitely think for a lot. you should but, uh, get that, uh, I think you should get that uh, chap Al on your next show. I definitely think you should get him on No, show. I've had enough of him. Oh, charming. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about Captain Al. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yes. Where, where can people find out more about what you do, Al? Because we know you, you do, uh, you run a fantastic... Well, usually uh, in the gutter you can find me. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Now, all jokes aside, as I say, as as me people will know from a previous uh, mm. uh, from a previous podcast, uh, Captain Al uh, helps people like me who do have a, a fear of flying, which I know seems which people find very uh, ironic, seeing that I'm involved in an aviation related podcast. But uh, anyway, uh, it's flightfearsolutions.co.uk. And uh, I can personally recommend how how amazing these services are. It's it, it's really good. So. Uh, um, I'm, I'm, Thank you. I'm genuinely, uh, I, I'm actually genuinely looking forward to 
putting some of the theories that, that, that you sort of helped me with when, when we had our chat in, into actual practice. I'm actually quite looking forward to having, having a go at it. So, uh, yes. <laughs> Ray Davis Excellent. in the chat well, I'm room. I'm pleased to hear that. Ray Davis in the chat room has put, this, ep- this episode has, had more, has got more stars than Hollywood. More stars than Hollywood. Yeah. Well, that is true. More aviation. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. So, yes, yeah, so in case you missed it, because I did sort of talk over Captain Al when he was saying it is www.flightfearsolutions, all as one word, .co.uk. Yeah, and you can find Al also moonlighting on other podcasts. He does do that, you know, mm. absolutely. Hey, Captain sort of like Al, you can pod squad on the uh, APG. Oh, <laughs> I think I'm talking over you again, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 you, you carry on, Jeff, sorry. Carry on, Jeff. I was saying, uh, Captain Al, you can pod squat on our uh, podcast anytime you want. Ooh, there we are, there's <laughs> an invite. Yes. Jeff's only saying that because he's, he's got the soundboard that he can put the beep in on the uh, <laughs> Indeed, show. absolutely, the beep machine, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm officially the only one that hasn't been on APG now, aren't I? You are, actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are. The There's you Kent are. right there, huh? Yeah, yeah. unfortunately <laughs> I know nothing about aeroplanes, that, that, that is the problem, really. But, well, we uh, don't either. We uh, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, in case uh, people uh, don't know who we are, obviously, uh, take yourselves, you want to find more about the show, take yourself to www.planetalkinguk.com. Dot com. It's facebook.com forward slash plain talking UK and our Twitter handle is at plain talking UK. Uh, regular listeners will know that we're running a livery poll at the moment or livery, however you want to pronounce it. I think, um, should we do the results next week? I think Matt? we'll do the results we'll next week. We'll do the results week. next so week. So if you haven't done so already, please send in uh, to our email address, which is podcast at plain talking UK.com. That's podcast at plain talking UK.com. Please send in what your favourite livery is uh, from any aircraft, either any currently. Airline. Flying air, mm. airline or aircraft, uh, and uh, as we'll re- announce the results of our our listener poll next week. So that is where we're going to wrap up episode one hundred and thirty-five of the Plane Talking UK podcast. It has been a absolutely epic show tonight. I think you'll agree. <laughs> yes, yeah, um, Matt's not going to have any editing to do at all. No, um, no. I mean the fact that I was in tears earlier no. through laughing too <laughs> do much. You know what? Is yeah. I'm going to do something I've never done before with this show. I'm going to publish it as is. Ooh, I've decided. Blimey, so, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to put po- mainly because I don't know where to begin with regard to editing this show. Okay. So I'm just going to not. Basically, I'm going to chop the beginning and end off, and I'm just going to publish it as is. Uh, okay. ha- everybody, all right with that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, well, so as yeah, a, yeah, fine, fine for me. Yeah, good, lovely. Right, yeah. No, nobody's Excellent. worried about being sued. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> okay. So don't forget to join I, I us. Fine. <laughs> Good, you feel fine. Good. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget to join us next week for episode 136 of the show. Watch out for the links on Facebook and on Twitter to uh, find out when we're going to be recording next week, which I think will be Friday. Uh, I'm working Saturday night again. Oh, so Friday. That'll yeah, so be probably Friday, Friday again. again. <laughs> so that's it then. Take care, everyone who's been listening, and thanks to everyone who has joined us in the chat room tonight. It's been an incredibly full chat room with loads of awesome listeners in the chat room. And also thanks to everyone who's been downloading the show through iTunes. Don't forget, if you're going to download the show through iTunes, it would be awesome if you could leave us, uh, leave us, leave us, leave us, <laughs> leave us some uh, feedback on iTunes. If you click on the uh, feedback pit on the iTunes page, you can uh, give us a little star rating, and that helps to, uh, to promote the show on iTunes. So we're going to wrap things up then. Say good night to everyone and yep. uh, have a great weekend with whatever you are doing. So, uh, Pip, uh, your final words, please, as we bring the show to a close. 
Oh, yeah, thanks very much. A lot of fun. Uh, thanks for asking me. I've uh, got a busy day tomorrow. I've got a ticket to ride. Got to get across to my hotel on Penny Lane, so it's uh, time to wrap up. <sighs> right, okay. And uh, uh, suddenly I ask this next question with abated breath and nervousness. <clears throat> Captain Al, any final words? <laughs> yep, just as we say in Wales, ciao for now. Right, okay. Uh, and the legend, of course, that is uh, Captain Jeff. Any final words? There is nowhere that I would have wanted to be this afternoon uh, than here. <laughs> really? Nowhere, man. Really? Nowhere. Are you sure? <laughs> nowhere, man. Uh, so, uh, as I say, for me, it is uh, a, a very uh, relieved that it all finally sort of held itself together. Well done, chaps, by the way, for dealing with the delay. Uh, the the uh, Pip and Al have been struggling with a horrific um, echo, uh, and they've soldiered on uh, brilliantly. So thank you very much much to them that's the one gremlin in the system i couldn't get out so uh from all of us here no, no, then no 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 problems 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 it's good, been fine good, not a problem problem at all. <laughs> i'm so happy uh anyway i'm gonna press the uh, goodbye button now so from all of us here in the studio and across the world uh it is goodbye Blimey.